The Horrible Gamers podcast may contain content not suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Horrible Gamers Podcast, show number 289, being recorded on January the 5th, 2020, New Year, New Jesus, woo, welcome, and today I'm joined by my friend from the West Coast, the best coast, Gunny Chief, Henley Merrill, welcome back, Gunny. Hey, happy new year, everybody. And a whole new gunny. Yeah, whole new year, new gunny. That's me. Mm-hmm. And from Little Big Ohio, the mayor. Hey, happy new year's, guys. Happy new year. And this could be the same old mayo. I'm not changing anything this year. Plain mayo. New year, same mayo. No resolutions. No, no resolutions here. Big Mayo resolutions. Hmm. Okay. No. Anyways, people. Happy New Year to you, and thank you for joining us in this first episode of Horrible Gamers in 2020. If you want to, ladies and gentlemen, but you haven't done so, you can head on over to Twitter and follow us at underscore Horrible Gamers. Also, leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a review on Google Podcasts. Leave us a review on anything you listen to us on. Specifically iTunes. So if you're listening to us on your Apple devices, leave us reviews on there. Please leave us reviews on there. We need them to get us bumped up in the rankings and all that good shit. Also, Horrible Gamers Podcast is our page on Facebook. You can go and like that. And in that page, you can leave a review as well and join our close to group, Horrible Gamers Podcast community. That's right. It's a close group. So that means anything we post in the group is not seen by people that are part of your like normal Facebook, I guess. The lame Facebook. And you can support the show by heading on over to Patreon at patreon.com forward slash horrible gamers. Once you join there, like our friend Adam Sunday, Alan Maybe H, Bill Garner the Second, Brandon Willier, Brian Capessa, Chad, Commandalorian, David Snyder, Evan Tanaka, Henley M. Jesse Kraft, John Jerome, Jonathan D. Hall, and Polo, Mechmod, Nipron, Porkchopu, Robbie Wheat, The Mayo, Subbader, and Vaderholic. You can support us. Anything as little as $2 a month helps us greatly and gets you a shout out on the show, just like these people. I thank you guys so much for supporting us last year through our Patreon. I, you guys don't know how much you mean to me. You mean the world to me. Thank you. You thank kept, you. You kept yes, food in my mouth. Some of those months, because I was on dead broke. <laughs> Spending all my money on video games. Got got Eat enough money from the Patreon to buy some cup of noodles. Woo! Cup of noodles! There's beef jerky. <laughs> Anyways, you can also support the show and buy some gear by heading on over to Redbubble. At Redbubble, you can just type in the search bar, Horrible Gamers. Once you type that in, you'll see a dude wearing our shirt with our logo on it. That's right, same logo you have received there on your podcast player. Once you click on that dude with the shirt, you're going to be able to find more items, up to 70-plus items, available for purchase on the store. Going to anything from a block to a sock 
in a dock. No rocks. No rocks. You could buy all that. You need smocks. Do they still make smocks? <laughs> Can I get the shower curtain, Jesus? Yeah, the shower curtain is still available for purchase. <laughs> Someone buy the shower curtain, please. I want to see it. Yeah, but we yeah, want to see it in action. I mean, just see you buy. Whoa, that, whoa, you know, put whoa. it in the cart. That's what we meant. Do not do that, people. Do not send us that email. <laughs> Anyways, we head on over to Redbubble. Get yourself some gear, some HTTP gear, and lastly. You can head on over to Stitcher and sign up for Stitcher Premium. During sign-up, for only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to ad-free listening as well as Stitcher Premium shows that are exclusive to Stitcher Premium, such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murderer, Wolverine The Lost Trail, which is a great fucking podcast. That, that shit was amazing. I know you guys have listened to it, Gunny, but I've listened to it, and woo, shit was lit. Uh, but yeah, anyways, anyways. It's on my you, list. When I you're signing up, for Stitcher Premium, over at, at you know Stitcher.com forward slash premium, you use promo code Horrible Gamers and you get one month for free. That's right on your monthly plan. So you head on over to hor- to uh, Stitcher.com forward slash premium, sign up, promo code Horrible Gamers, you get a month for free, and that's whether you're signing up for the year or for a month subscription, you know, month to month, you get yourself a free month. So get on, get on over there, get yourself a free month. Start your year off right, Gunny, with a free month. Stitcher on the right Premium. foot. That's right. Mm, yeah. Stitcher also has some pretty cool features on the app. You, they track like how long you've listened to a podcast, how many times you pause it, how many times you play it, how often you listen to it, what days of the week you listen to it. They track all that shit, dude. It's kind of I, I like things like that because I, I even like use other apps and I do like yeah. the fact that you can even share your progress yeah, you via can. social media. That yeah, is a, that is a cool feature. Tie that shit to Twitter and all that good shit and just share it. I mean, I really like that. It It's kind of like, it reminds me of Spotify where, where you can listen to the show as well. Um, but it reminds me of Spotify where, um, like, you know, at the end of the year, they give you, like, a stat. Like, this is how many songs you played this year. And this is how many, like, this was your favorite song this year. You played the Macarena 150,000 times, Gunny. What were you doing? <laughs> I was doing the Macarena. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, I, I use uh, Audible, and one of the features I like on that one is, uh, for example, I'm listening to a book, and I'm 51% complete or through that book. Mm-hmm. So I just tweeted that at at the actual author and uh, person who reads the book. So he's I got a nice response from him as well. Nice, so, nice. So yeah, people, head on over, sign up for Stitcher at stitcher.com forward slash premium, promo code Horrible Gamers, and. Finally, I want to give a shout-out to our music people over at Fowler and Twistics for letting us use their intro song, or a remix of their song Breakout for our intro, and Broke for Free for letting us use their song Night Owl as the outro of this podcast. Thank you guys for letting us use your music. We appreciate it. I really like Broke for Free Night Owl. <laughs> like, Me too. Like, I listen to Not that favorite. shit. <laughs> like, like, without listening to the show. Like, sometimes I'll listen to the podcast back to it, you know, just listening to it. And then I get to the end, and then I rewind it to like restart the the end song. I just rewind that shit to like, all right, like, all right. like I listen to the song one more time. And it I'll never re- gets old. I end, I end up it. turning it up. <laughs> Turn up that volume. It's a good fucking song. Anyways, people. Anyways, let's talk about video games. Games, baby. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, my voice, guys. Uh, I do have a bit of a cold, so I apologize in advance. 
sorry about last week. I wasn't on last week. Um, just a lot of shit going on. You know, it was it was a rough week for us over at HGP. It yeah. was really rough. Yeah, it, was a, it was a big week. It was, it was a lot of things going on, and uh, we just couldn't make it. I totally had plans to make it last Saturday, dude, and then just things went to shit that morning. My brother got in a car accident. He's okay, but it was just really crazy. It was a crazy day for me, and, and now I had a huge headache. My head hurted, and and then Gunny had some things going on in his life. and I had a, was, I had a death in the family, so it yeah, was just a total... It was just yeah. rough, dude. And then and then on top of that, one of my, I found out one of my old coworkers passed away on Friday last week, and, and I was just devastated. I was like, holy fuck, dude. <laughs> what else could happen this weekend? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it was a rough start, man. Yeah, but anyways, good. we're glad to be back, and everything's good. Don't worry, people. Everything's fine. Let's talk about video games now. Yeah, good stuff. Did I tell you guys that I beat Death Stranding? Did I talk about that on the last show? You were talking about being really close to the end. You were talking about a bunch of cutscenes. Oh, okay. Oh, it's not about were the really things. Close, okay. But you, you weren't officially there yet. You were so really I close was really, it. really close. Um, and but uh, I finally did beat the game. No spoilers for people listening. I'm not going to spoil anything. But the game, like the very end, it explains everything that happens in the game, but it, it doesn't do a, a good job of it. You know what I mean? I feel like it doesn't do a good enough job. Like like it would have been better had they just explained it to the story, to the like actually playing through it. Having somebody sit there and talk to you for an hour... <laughs> <laughs> for an hour in one area. <laughs> you can't leave this area in the game. You just sit in there. You're just sitting there waiting for this person to talk. And like every so often you have to stand up and walk around and like trigger the next piece of dialogue. It's not like you're just sitting there and you can just let the controller down. No. The person will like tell you like two sentences and they'll disappear. And you're like, what the fuck do I do? Can I leave now? <laughs> you stand oh, up. Man. You stand up and you have to walk around for a bit. And then, like, somehow you have to hit the right spot of the map or wherever, like, little area you're in. And then all of a sudden, the next piece of dialogue will trigger. And then, yeah, sit there for another five, ten seconds. Your guy will sit down and sit there for another, like, minute listening to dialogue. And then stand up and walk around for ten seconds and find the right spot to sit down at again. And then you do that for an hour. An hour. I'm not fucking oh, kidding. Oh, my gosh. You that's do that. For an hour. By the time I was done with it, I did not give a fuck about the story. I was like, fuck this shit. Fuck this story. Fuck this bullshit. I was pissed. Kojima wanted to make sure you were paying attention. I mean, it, explain, I it does explain to... everything, though. It explains everything, guys, <laughs> about the Death Stranding. Everything's explained to you. I will not spoil any of that. I kind of spoiled some of the gameplay for you at the end there with the walking around. <laughs> but, I mean, just be ready for that. Just so you know, don't think that the game is over. When... Also, the credits run twice. So there's a point in the game where the credits run, and you're like, oh, the game is done. Hell yeah. And then no. No, the game's not done. The game's like, hey, motherfucker, you still got like an hour left to dialogue to sit through. <laughs> <laughs> and then the game finally, finally takes you to a certain spot in the game, and you have to do a... a some final deliveries or whatever. You have to deliver some packages at the end. And uh, it gets pretty wild. Um, and then the very last delivery happens. And then the game is over. And it was kind of... It was a really cool ending at the end. And uh, it actually is one of my favorite games of the year. 
I, I don't know yeah. if it's my game of the year, but it is one of my favorite games of the year. It's very memorable. It's, it, like I had a lot of moments in the game where I'm just like, no, that was actually pretty cool that I experienced that. You know, like. But is it a game for everybody? Fuck no. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, no, it doesn't sound like it. Especially when I think back. Let's just go back over this generation with like your. Again, this is a. You know, Kojima being Japanese, and I'm thinking like Final Fantasy. You know, and when you think back to like, I've never played any of those personally. Uh, you know, Final Fantasy 13, 14, all those. But, you know, it just reminds me of Death Stranding where people say, oh, you got to play at least, you know, five hours into it before it actually gets any good. So it's not like a new thing, you know, yeah. maybe new for for people that are, you know, younger in this generation. Yeah. But, you know, and then obviously being cutscenes being, you know, 40 minutes in length or what have you. So I'm still interested in playing this game. I just, uh, you know, I still want to get it. Probably when, was, it I, was I was I streaming it when you saw my ziplines, Gunny? <laughs> was it you who came I, to the stream? You know screen? what I did? Okay, so check us out. I am interested in this game, Jesus. So what I did was, <clears throat> I just turned. I'm sorry, Jesus. I got to admit this. I turned my iPad around because I'm like, no, I don't, don't want any spoilers. <laughs> oh, I listen to it. I can hear you talking. Oh uh, shit. I know and it was. I, I think it was, it was Porkchop Poo or somebody who joined my stream, and and they dropped embers. But at the same time, they were like, "Holy shit, you got zip lines everywhere!" They saw like all the fucking elaborate ass fucking zip line network that I built in the mountains, and I had zip lines everywhere in that motherfucker. I made sure I could get anywhere in that map in the mountain area. I could get anywhere, like quick, without ever touching the ground. And I wanted it that way because I got tired of the BTs fucking with me, man. Gets to a certain point where you just don't want to fight the BTs anymore. You know what I mean? It's just like, dude, like, I'm tired of fighting you guys. I really am just tired of you. Just leave me the fuck alone. You know, just I'm not messing with you. Why you gotta mess with me for? You know what I mean? They like, just fuck. never stop. Right? They just don't stop. Yeah, and it's just kind of annoying at a certain point. And you know, I think I kind of reached a point in the game where uh, it happened to me with another game. What other game was it? Can you? Can you evade the BTs like you know, like you said, you get you're just sick and tired of fighting them all the time. Can you, you kind of run you past can, them? You have to face them. You can, but there is moments in the game where you won't have to fight them. You will have like, kind of at the end of the game, you have to fight them. You know, it's kind of like the thing you have to fight the to BTs. To escape, right? You have to face them. Yeah, you have to fight. Them. Yeah, you have to defeat them or whatever. There's points in the game where you have to fight them. Like there's, a, I couldn't. Think of like maybe five times in the game where you have to fight BTs. You have to. There's no. There's no getting around that. <laughs> like even if you try to get around it, that it'll trigger somehow, somewhere. You know, like the game is just programmed to do that. Like you yeah. have to fight BTs, because because there's certain upgrades you get in the game that you have to use them against BTs to test them or whatever. Like they'll give you like a new weapon. They'll be like, "We want you to test this weapon. Go test it on the BT." And you got no choice but to go and fucking trigger a BT somewhere, you know what I mean? Because you have to go and test this weapon or whatever the fuck. Um, but Do you yeah. die a lot in this game? Is no, there a lot of like respawning? Really. No. How does that and, work? and it's not very. It's not a. It's not a punishing game. Once you die, like you just respawn. You're a repatriate. You can come back to life. So you just come back to life. There's no really no penalty for dying. Okay, I wasn't just, sure of, like, do you lose a lot of progress? Like, how does no, that work? No, no, you, you just respawn, and then you're, like, you'll be kind of in the same area. You have to pick up all your gear again, and that's really it. You, okay. The baby might be, like, dead. I mean, he's not dead, but, like, he gets to a point where, like, 
he kind of shuts off and he passes out. So once he gets to that point, he doesn't work anymore. Like, he doesn't alert you of BTs in the area. Like, you still get notified there's a BT in your area because the screen does, like, this slow motion thing where, like, you'll be walking normal and all of a sudden the thing will... Like, everything goes kind of slow motion and, like, your whole character... Everything goes into slow motion and that's when the little antenna thing pops up. But if the BB is dead or whatever, if he's asleep or whatever the fuck he does... I think it's called auto anemia or something like that, <laughs> where he fucking like passes out or something because he uses too much energy. So if he does that, like all that happens is that thing doesn't pop up, but you still get like, you could still like kind of notice that like the BTs are in the area because there'll be lots of rain usually, and even like sometimes they kind of pop up and you can kind of see them because Sam has dooms and dooms is like, well let you see the BTs and he has that, so he can sense them by himself without the BB. But the BB is like a big help to, to like to avoid them. You know what I mean? Okay. And Mayo's like, "What the yeah. fuck is Jesus talking about?" Yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about from gameplay that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. No. Bits and pieces that I've, you know, intentionally just watched bits and pieces. Yeah. I don't want to spoil too much for myself. The ending was cool though, and I'm glad I beat it. I'm glad it's over with. It was a very long game. At the end of the day, I think I put 59 hours into it, 60 oh. hours into it. Like, because at the end it tells you all the stats of, like, how many packages, how many tons, or how much weight of packages you delivered. I think I delivered 31 tons. Wow, so that's like a buck an hour, man. You got your money's worth. 31 tons of packages. I think all in total I did 170 deliveries or something like that with... Should be working for UPS. uh, What was it? 40 of those deliveries were, like, robot deliveries, like, automated. So, like, I sent out little robots to deliver shit for me. And then the rest were by me. And then I did, like, I said, like, you did... I think it was, like, 10 special deliveries, like, super, like, delicate deliveries, like, delivering, like, shit that's, like, you can't drop, like, a bomb or a pizza or whatever. I think I did 10 of those. And I had a bunch of other stats. <laughs> they give you, like, a bunch of stuff, like, how many miles you travel. I fucking travel, like, so many fucking thousands of miles. You know what I think, Jesus? <laughs> I really think by the, by the end of this year, yeah. sometime, I'm thinking, like, November... You're going to be like, guess what, guys? Got a part-time job working for food jets. Delivering <laughs> uh, food, KFC, pizzas, Delivering burgers, all the it. food all day. I'm drinking your milkshake. I'm <laughs> to your house. <laughs> no, I mean, it was, it was interesting, dude. It's cool how I keep track of all that. And I think that the game, it tells you, like, hey, you're, like, this level of a porter or whatever. You did this good. I and wonder then, how this game is. There's a game after the game ends. So, like, the game ends... And then they do this thing where, like, the game has a definitive ending, right? But they do the thing where, like, we're going to rewind the game back, like, two weeks before the real ending of the game. Like, before the thing you just played. And you could just continue doing deliveries if you want. Like, just, there's still BTs, there's still everything. You still have all your, your shit you unlocked. But just, you can finish up, like, any deliveries you want to finish up. That's cool. That it actually lets you finish it. You're not yeah. worried about... So, you know, like, it, like if you are, you're the type of person that's worried about doing everything before finishing the game, if you want to just experience the ending of the game, and you want to kind of skip some of the side missions, because there's thousands of them, then just kind of go to the, through the whole main campaign, just do the main story deliveries, and eventually you get to the end of the game. Trust me, you're still going to get most of the important upgrades, because you get those through the campaign no matter what. But there is side missions that you can do. Like, there are side deliveries throughout the campaign that I noticed you can do. 
to get yourself better upgrades faster. So, like, for example, you could do a side mission, get yourself an upgrade for your little, like, little pick hook or whatever that does the rope thing. You can get one of those that's upgraded to level 2 and be a level 2 little, like, hook thing or whatever. Like, by doing a side mission. But you're also going to get that level 2 at the end of the game throughout the campaign somewhere. You know what I mean? Somebody's going to give it to you through the campaign at the same time. So it's just depending on how fast you want to get stuff. Okay. Cool, yeah. man. It's like a new game plus almost. Yeah, it's, it's cool. I was going to ask you, though, and like that, say, 59 hours you know, that you played through, how much of it do you think is cutscene time and how much of it is actually like gameplay? Uh, So actual cutscene time, I would probably say... If... 60%? No, less than that. Less than that? I would say maybe 10, 15, 20 hours is cutscenes. Yikes. And the rest is gameplay, like 45 hours of gameplay, maybe 50 hours of gameplay. Can you, can you, can you skip The cutscenes are long, but there's not a lot of cutscenes in the game. You would think there's a lot of cutscenes in the game, but they're not a lot. There's only like so many cutscenes in the game, but they're long cutscenes. You know what I mean? So there's a big cutscene in the middle of the game that explains the, what happened to these people in the middle of the game. And then there's no cutscenes. There's like little minor cutscenes every here and so often, but like the big long cutscenes, like the 40 minute long cutscenes or whatever, those are like only like, those happen like maybe four times in the whole game. Like I said, it happens at the end twice. It happens in the middle once. I think it happens in the beginning. And that's it. Okay. So, yeah. There's not as many cutscenes as you may think, man. There's a lot of them, but. Can you skip them? No. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> that cutscene at the you. that cutscene at the end where you do the walking around and <laughs> trigger the dialogue. You can't. You can't. Oh right, because you have to get up. Stand you have to up, stand up over. and walk around, and then the next thing you know, uh. the dude sits down again, and he's sitting there, and he's like, "Hey right, guys, yeah, listen to the story now about what happened." Uh. <laughs> can, can you pause him? Like, say you were getting ready to walk out the door, and you were just like, "I'm gonna finish this," and then the game jumps into a cutscene and you're like no I have to leave you can't you know? pause it you can yeah, can you yeah. pause the cutscene okay yeah, and the PS4 is really good about like it's really good about you can just like legitimately turn off the PS4 into rest mode yeah it I has like that, that it has that standby mode and as soon as you turn it back on it's just there like the game is there and it's right where you I think it works off. better than Xbox it does opinion. actually <laughs> I think it does too Gunny because what happens with uh, well this is with I'm sorry, I'm just going to interject this real quick, especially with my ex. What happens is if I am playing a game like uh, uh, Metro or I don't know if it just happens with every game or not, even the Outer Wilds where I can put it in rest mode and it just eventually it just crashes. Yeah, eventually the like, game just shuts the off. Yeah. yeah, the PlayStation doesn't do that. So it no. just goes right where I left off. Yeah, because there was one of them that I left like I think I left it on standby for five days. Death Stranding. I just left it there. And I turned it back on, and I'm like, holy shit, I was in this middle of this whole thing. This huge boss fight or whatever. I was in the middle of this when I left last time. <laughs> I think I just got frustrated with it. I had died a bunch. I just <laughs> just like turned it off into rest mode, and I'm like, fuck this. And I came back to it, and I was right there. So it's kind of interesting to see that. Anyways, enough Death Stranding talk, people. You probably won't hear me talk about it again until next week when Game of the Year comes out. But besides all that stuff... I played other games this week, Gunny. Cool. Besides Call of Duty, what else did you play? <laughs> My friend Pedro. What a Yahoo. Yeah, that game That's is a fun. good game. 
I've been playing that off of Mayo's account, but now that it's on the Game Pass, I don't know if I should just restart on there or finish off of Mayo's account. It, it's really good. It's I'm playing it on the Game Pass. Uh, real cool music, really cool. Like <laughs> it reminds me of John Wick, kind of. It's just stupid mm-hmm. gun kills and doing the do the backflip and shoot this guy in the face. Uh, doing all that cool stuff. Uh, fun little game. I like the music. I like the game. It's fun. Is it I like the music and the little change on the first boss fight? Yeah. The guy with the band. I won't go any more into, into that. But that little that's that a little cool fight. We're on the motorcycle. Yeah, you yeah. just speed up and like fucking haul ass and slow down or whatever. Yeah. But um, besides all that good stuff, besides my friend Pedro, I played another game this week. I played Jurassic World Evolution. Uh, now I, I bought the DLC for the game, that Jurassic Park DLC, twenty dollars. Yes. Um, it's interesting. So now. It starts off, and actually, somehow, these guys were able to get the actual actors from the movie to do the voices. So they had, like, the real Dr. Ian Malcolm or whatever. They have the the dude. What's the fuck's the dude's name with the glasses? The fuck's his Malcolm. name? Huh? Isn't it? It's not Malcolm? Well, he's, yeah, Dr. Ian Malcolm. What's his name? What's the actor's name? Oh, that Jeff I Goldblum. Know. Goblum, yeah. Jeff, oh, Jeff yeah, yeah, Goldblum. he does the voice acting, yeah. Yeah, they have the white guy. What's the white guy's name? The old white guy with the handkerchief around his neck in the first movie. Yeah. They yeah. have him in there. They have the chick, the the girl, the girl that's with him or whatever. They have her in there. They have the old dude, the old guy who runs Dr. Hammond or whatever, the guy who runs the park. They have him. So they have all those people, like the actual actors doing the voices of the characters. And it starts off. Like so is it movie? like a new campaign almost with this new DLC? Is that, it is. That... It is a new campaign. It's completely separate from the other games. So pretty much what it does is it starts off like the movie, and it starts off after the events of the first movie. So like the first thing of like the first movie just happened, and the whole park went crazy, and you know, they fucking barely escaped from the T-Rex at the end or whatever. But it's them flying back to the island, so it shows them like flying in a little helicopter you know, through the ocean back towards the island, and they're going back there because... They want to fix it <laughs> or some shit. You know what I mean? Somehow, right, the doctor, like the second movie. Kind of like the one, second yeah. movie, like where Dr. The Hammond dude, the, the old fucking guy with the cane or whatever, looking like Mr. Kirk. He looks like the Colonel Sanders, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> KFC <yes>. or something. <laughs> that guy convinced them to go back to the fucking island to fix the shit. And you pretty much like land there and then you pretty much have to fix up like the first, the big visiting center. You fix that up and then... They tell you, okay, fix the power, restore the fences. And there's already dinosaurs on the island. So there's already, like, raptors and shit loose. And you have to trap them and put them back in cages and, like, put the raptors in the raptor pen, the little raptor pen thing, put the fences, fix all the fences back up. But now, Gunny, the cool thing about this DLC, I know they've added it to the whole game as a general update as well. So, like, you don't have to have the DLC to experience this. But the animals get agitated now. So, like, if your fucking ranger guy goes into a pen to, like, refill their food or whatever, or, like, take a picture of him or inject them with medicine, any dinosaur, even, like, the herbivore ones, even, like, the big long neck fucking dinosaurs, they'll attack your fucking jeeps, dude. Like, they, they blew up one of my jeeps. They killed my team. <laughs> <laughs> Just stomp. <laughs> 
they what? fucking killed out of existence. them. And uh, so, like, yeah, and it's like you lost thirty grand right there because they just that fucking killed sense. the guy. That makes total sense because playing that game. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those like unvideo game moments. Like yeah. when I play that game, when I go, let me just keep ramming into his leg, you know. <laughs> but now, yeah. now they yeah. take damage. Now you take damage if you crash the That's jeep. That's cool. Um, and pretty much, I did the first island, and I did the second one. I'm on the second one now, and that was a little bit harder. They have like these more aggressive dinosaurs that are on the loose there, and they're so they tell you like, okay, you need to capture these aggressive dinosaurs, separate them from the other ones, because they're attacking the other ones, and then you have to like. What you're trying to do is you're trying to find a cure because the dinosaurs figured out how to breed, you know, so they're breeding by themselves. And you're trying to give them, like, this cure so they're not able to breed by themselves because you don't want them breeding. You don't want them to expand their populations by themselves because that way you can't control them, right? You can't, like, if they have too many babies and eventually the fucking pin that you have them in is going to be overcrowded with too many dinosaurs and they're going to fucking escape. That's the thought process behind that. So you're trying to figure out this cure... To keep them contained and to keep them, you know, low population numbers so it doesn't get crazy and they don't escape again or whatever. Um, but I'm playing through that campaign. It's actually pretty cool, man. They've added new abilities to the, the, the like, new buildings. So there's new buildings to, like, uh, the ranger station and, like, the visitor center. There's new, uh, like, shops. Uh, all that good stuff. It's all new, kind of, you know what I mean? So, like, they, they've added, like, a new skin to the game almost, and they've added, like, the voice acting, they've added new missions. Um, yeah. yeah. You know what I haven't checked? I haven't even bothered to check it or not, but I believe I own this on Steam. Yeah, you probably And that's do. probably, since I'm already invested on that side of it, like, if I buy that DLC, I'll buy it on there. But if there's any mods, you know, to change, really, like, the thing that I would change probably is just the visuals of, like, the visitor center or, like, the uh, the spectators stadium kind of thing that, yeah you know, the visitor have, center is different stuff like that. and you do get, i want to keep that realism you get new um you get new stuff as well like for yeah. example the, the look of the vehicles they look like the old school jeeps from the movie or whatever that's what they look like you know what i mean they don't look like like the newer cars that they look like in the other campaign um you gotta add bathrooms for your guests now you gotta have emergency shelters you gotta have all this shit um <laughs> And yeah, the dinosaurs escape quite a bit, man. Quite often they fucking escape and it becomes a bitch to deal with them. So, yeah. Sounds sounds like a nice addition for your $20. You know, like... Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Where are you spend $20 for DLC? How much you'll get? And it sounds like you're going to get quite a bit with it. So it sounds oh, yeah. pretty worth it. Yeah, you get quite a bit with it. And you get a sandbox mode with it as well. So you can fucking play with it in sandbox mode. If you just, if you just don't want, like, missions, if you just want to build a park... Which I know that's, that's the cool. appeal it, to some people. You could just do that, you know. That's awesome because I remember my first kind of playthrough with this game. Like, I didn't put the road in correctly. So I wasn't able to really expand on it without destroying, like, the ranger station and stuff like that. So I thought, oh, man, it was like a sandbox mode. See, that's yeah. another cool sandbox benefit. Mode, so you yeah. can kind of know how your next playthrough is going to go. Uh, it's pretty cool because you can build the gates that say Jurassic Park on him and open up and you can have like the cars that are on rails that go to the park and drive to the park on rails like in the movie you know <laughs> so yeah it's pretty cool man it's fucking legit nice. um, but have lots of fun with that DLC it's, it's and if you don't if you haven't picked up the DLC just pick up the game for free if you got it on Game Pass last month through Xbox know that you did get a free update for it so you got the update where you have to manage the restrooms now for the people, and and the, you still got the aggressive dinosaur pack. Like that's still a thing that just came out for an update. 
So that pretty much just changes the behavior of the dinosaurs, makes it to where they will attack your ranger teams. They will attack you or your people if they escape. So be prepared for that. Um, and the dinosaurs are very smart now, too. They like they like hunting packs and shit, dude. It's, it's fucking wild. I, I watched this group of dinosaurs escape from one pin into the other, and they were just fucking, like, fucking these dinosaurs up. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I just sent, like, like, all my security teams to this one fucking area to fix this fucking problem. Because it was, it was just chaos over They were just killing all the dinosaurs. It was like, dinosaur dead, dinosaur. And I'm like, where the fuck are these dinosaurs dying? And I, and I go, like, to the management view, and, like, all these dinosaurs somehow escaped from one pin into the one next to them, and they're just fucking up all these dinosaurs, killing them. And I was like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> it was those dinosaurs that have, like, the little... Uh, the thing that fans out and they spit the fucking venom or whatever. It's those fucking yeah. little assholes. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're fucking everybody up. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I know the ones you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. the ones it's that spit the in... little feisty ones. Yeah. yeah. It's the one that spit in the dude's eye or the dude that's trying to steal the fucking can of fucking the dinosaur DNA or whatever. Right, from the, the first movie. Yeah, from the first movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Is that they one? were in all the movies, I believe, but that first scene was really good. Uh, yeah, they were in all the movies, but in that first scene, it was really cool. Um, anyways, enough dinosaur talk. Besides that, and besides my friend Pedro, besides uh, Death Stranding, I've also went ahead and picked up some more VR games, Gunny. I played uh, Everybody's Golf. Yeah, I did get that. So uh, I did get the PS4, uh, PSVR for Christmas, guys. Nice. Oh, nice. And so game sharing with Pinpoint Red, uh, I've got access to a ton of games, and I've I've played quite a bit of them as well. Sick. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So how's um, how's the VR experience? What what is your favorite game so far that you've ever played, and uh, what's your uh, what's just what's your favorite thing about? Oh it? my gosh! So I you know I was thinking you were going to ask me that today because I was thinking like, man, what has been? So I think two games really stick out. Um, it, I, I think it's Wipeout, which man, I got really like, not really sick. Like I wasn't like on the verge of like, you know, like throwing up or anything, but man, I was telling John, like after we got off, I was like, oh my gosh, like the next 30 minutes, you know, I was like, oh my God, like I can't, I'm so glad he was like, let's take a break. Oh, he was but playing he with said you? there's a lot of settings. He said there's a lot of settings that I can tinker with. You can, yes. That, there's a setting, like I said, there's one. That's I think it's it's disabled by default, but it's the one where, like, you, the ship when you first get on it, it, you're the camera. It's not the ship. Like like, the ship will move with your head, and then there's a one where the ship is independent from your head movement, so you feel like you're actually like in the ship because the ship is like floating and moving around, and your head is independent from that. Uh, so you gotta and the thing about VR, Gunny, no 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 offense to you and your neck muscles, but People get motion sickness a lot when your fucking neck... Because you're not used to having that big fucking thing on your head. You know what I mean? It's heavy on yeah. there. So, like, I think at first, that's what makes people motion sick. Because you're not used to having this thing on your head. And you have the tendency to look down, you know, because pulling your head down. So, I think that's what makes people sick is you don't your rotation's fucked up. You're looking down, but you're looking forward in the game. And your fucking balance is thrown off. I think once you get it figured out and once you build up your neck muscles and, and they're able to keep your head straight the whole time and like fucking look around and, and you know, get used to wearing a headset on your head, it makes it much easier. To play so, with. so for me, I do tons of lifting at work. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't, 
I don't think that was the issue, but the one thing you, you touched on was, you know, you feel like you're moving within the ship. Yeah. And I think that, that especially that first couple races, they're, they're quite a short, that game what are they tough, like four dude. laps? Yeah, it is tough, man. We were playing with this guy. <laughs> I, I think it was, uh, uh, what was that game called? Hydro something Thunder. or rather it was on the three, six yeah. last gen Thunder. hydro thunder. He was like the hydro King or something. So he was like really good, way dude. ahead of us, you know, yeah. And me and John were laughing because we we're like, "Holy shit, this guy is good." Calling that, <clears throat> but um, but you know, like you're, I think just trying to get the controls down. It wasn't so much I was moving my, yeah, I was moving my head around, and then also trying to move the controller around it. So I would just all jumbled up, just like <laughs> that. Totally like yeah. threw me, man. I was like, but it was such an awesome experience, feeling like, yeah, I'm in that ship, I'm moving, you know, and then I. I think it was like hitting the brake and, and the L1, R1 buttons at the same, you know, and it was just, yeah. oh man, it got crazy. So, but once I figured out the controls, I think by the fourth race, I was like, okay, let's steady. I got to get steady. Otherwise I'm going to have to throw this headset off, you know, before <laughs> I really get sick. Yeah. Nice. But, uh, yeah, as far as the neck muscle go, no, those are fine. I do tons of lifting. So my, mm. you know, I got pretty strong neck muscles and shoulders. Yeah. Um, Oh, and then I would say I'm gonna go have to go with Astrobot. I think that that game looked the best. Yeah. Like it's obviously featured on, you know, the featured VR game that I've played where I'm like, man, everything is crystal clear. Uh resolution is like perfect on this. I feel like I could just reach out and touch whatever is out there. Yeah. Oh. The game is beautiful. I suggest you try Skyrim. Okay, I mean, I've seen, like, people playing that game, and, like, I don't know, is it really, like, you know, worth a purchase? I mean, it's, it's, it's Skyrim's good. Skyrim, it's just, you're you're in Skyrim. <laughs> but I'm thinking it's such a last-gen game, you know, I'm thinking, oh, It is, know. it is a last-gen game, but it's still cool to be, like, that's the only game that's actually, like, a full open-world, do-whatever-you-want type game mm-hmm. in VR that you can experience on a console. There's nothing else like it, you know what I mean? On PC, I would assume there's probably other games that are similar to it that you can find. But on mm-hmm. the console itself, like on PSVR, that has to be the biggest game they have for VR. Wow, yeah, I'd love to go into White Run. Yeah, like you just go into the and town. And, that. Yeah. Uh, what's that cool town? Um, uh, there's one town with all the waterfalls and the gold and shit. Yeah. Like, going I, in like there and just looking at the waterfalls, dude. Yeah, just go in there and look at the waterfalls. Just don't even do missions. Just fucking walk around the map. <laughs> and just just experience that. It's kind of cool to see all, like, the places, like, in, you're seeing it, like, in perspective, like, like you're in the game. Like, it's kind of weird seeing it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, playing it, you always played it in third person. You're always playing it. You, well, if you don't play it in first, you're playing it in third. And it's all kind of zoomed out and... It's a different view, you know, when you're in the game and you can look around and see shit. Or when you're on the horse and you're riding a horse. Like, you're on the horse. <laughs> you have to, like, look around and shit. It's kind of weird. Sweet, man. Yeah. I'll definitely check that out. I'll see if John has that game. If not, it's probably uh, cheap. Usually, they're, it's 40 bucks. I know it was on sale for the PlayStation sale last week or two. It was on sale pretty cheap. It was on sale, I think, for like 15 bucks. So that's really cheap for that game. Um, so if you see it on the digital store, maybe. I would suggest picking it up there. If not, try to find it at GameStop or something. But I know GameStop usually sells it for like 40 bucks, the cheapest, usually. 
Okay. I wish I wish they would have just had support for the the game that I bought multiple times. <laughs> you know, yeah. I bought the regular edition, and the, like the game of the year edition. I, w- I wish they would have included it with the game of the year edition. Yeah, no, you know, because you know, look at little company like No Man's Sky. They included yeah. VRs. Yeah, that's but no, yeah, that's right. Skyrim. But make you know me what? Buy it for the third time. Hey, I got to defend. Was it Peter Hines? Who who's the guy behind Skyrim? Or well, I'll just say it was. Peter Hines, right? Because he's kept because people kept saying like, "Oh, you keep coming out with all these editions on all these different consoles and platforms," and he's like, "Stop buying the game, and I'll stop making them." Yeah. That was his response, and I was like, "He really shut down a lot of people on that one." It was funny. Yeah, and just my in my initial thought though is like, there's a few games like The Forest is is a, a PC game that has VR support, whether you have the base game or not. So like, you own, I own the base game already, so I immediately had access to the VR version. The same thing with like Project Cars 2, like probably my favorite racing game in VR. It right away had full VR support. You know, I can play yeah. it without VR, but I can play it in full VR with no additional cost. You know, and this but you know right. Skyrim makes me buy it. So that's that's the only reason I haven't picked up Skyrim yet. Yeah, and I think at the other one, so I've only bought purchased one game on this and I haven't even played it. My son's played it a lot. And it, it was that? like one super hot. That was his most anticipated game to play in VR. Mm. I read an article saying that Super Hot was one of the top selling VR games of the year. Like I, I think it beat out Beat Saber and everything. They were saying that it was like the number one selling VR game. It's a good VR That's game. It, <laughs> it's it a game fun. designed for VR. You know what I mean? Like, we're and yeah, I don't. And I wouldn't have known this. Unless it wasn't for Jonathan, he's like, I was telling John we were playing uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew, and I'm like, I'm really tired, John. My my legs are hurting. He goes, Go get a chair. You know, I'm like, Oh shit, I didn't think about that. You know, <laughs> it's not connect. You know, I don't need to. I'm yeah. not dancing here. You know, so but I'm like, Holy shit, I went to the kitchen, like, got a chair. And, like and, super hot. It's kind of got to kind of move around a little bit. So, but you know what? So using the move controllers, my my kid only had some issues with. You know, rec- not recognizing the move controllers. You know, if you have it too low or what have you. It, mm. So you've got to have proper, you know, like place of where you stand. Probably, I'm sure it's the same with Oculus. You know, of how that camera sees you. So. Yeah. Well, the, you know, my Oculus, the camera is built in, so it just depends where I want to sit. You know, uh, one game I thought they incorporated that was really neat in VR is I picked up uh, Trover Saves the Universe, and your character is called a Cheropian. And you're a person sitting in a chair in the game. And so if you look down, you see yourself sitting in a chair. And you can uh, float up over top of the map. So it's like a pl- typical platformer. But you can be on ground level. Or you can hit like the bumpers on the controller. And you'll raise up higher. So you can have like a like an above view to see what's going on. And sometimes you need to do that to see around obstacles and stuff like that. But yeah, you caught a, you caught a chair orpian. And... You're just sitting in a chair and you're floating around behind Trover. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. Hey, but Jesus, one of the things that you've got me in the, into the whole VR talk is that golf game. So, yeah. So check this out. So I start out and I'm like, all right, I think it was the first, might've been the first game I played because I just get that code mm. that came with the bundle. And you could tell I'm a real golfer because um, I've got my club out, right? And it's telling me, you know, that, okay, like, this is how you center yourself, right? It, which is the way it goes for most games. You know, how the camera sees your headset. 
and your move controllers or, uh, you know, or the actual PS4 controller. So I'm like, all right, cool, cool. So I'm like, all right, how hard can I whack this ball? And I keep trying to hit the ball and it's just, it's not working at all. Uh, and it does give you like a detailed, like a, like a demo almost, right, of what everything is on your PS4 controller. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, I'm doing everything correctly. Um, so I don't even know why it's not working. And I didn't know this, but like it wasn't until I took my headset off that I think I even realized like I wasn't even looking like, you know, like where I'm supposed to be hitting the ball. I was standing like to the straight ahead where you're supposed to like, you know, stand to the left or something like that. And like, so it was like, it was such an idiot moment, you know, like I just had to laugh. I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, I'm like, okay. Yes. I'm supposed to see like where the ball hits, you know, like, and then after that, it was like, yeah, I was like, all right, cool. I see what's going on here. Like I'm in VR. The game is actually pretty fun that everybody's golf. I ended up picking it up on that sale. I think it was like 20 bucks or something on the sale. And, uh, it was, it's a fun little game. Like you, it's golfing, (laughs) but you can just fucking go and like just golf whenever you want. Yeah. It's cool. Like you meet the, the lady at the, at the golf club, you know, and she's like, Hey, what do you want to do? Campaign. Hey, hi, come closer. baby. And he's like, uh, you know, do you want to go do some putting? Oh yeah. After the balls. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't even started the campaign. I think I've just been like just, just practicing around. is what I've been doing. Yeah, there's a driving range you can just hit the ball and see how fucking far you can hit it or whatever. There's a driving range you can just practice through your hitting, I guess. Yeah, and from actual like actual golfing years ago, like in my I would say my mid twenties, I was like, Okay, I kinda got the hang of this. I know how this works. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I, I really like the practicing range. It's fun. Yeah. Very relaxing. Um, what else did I play besides that? So got the VR game, got that one. Did I pick up anything else in the VR? I'm trying to think. No. Oh, wait, on, on Steam Machine Mayo. Mm-hmm. I'm listening now. I ended up picking up Disco <laughs> Elysium. Oh, I yeah. saw that you played that game. That's like one game that I'd like to play as well. Yeah, I thought the same thing Gunny, until I played it. I saw you played an hour and a half. I looked at your history and I'm like, oh, he did play this for <laughs> an hour, 45 minutes, whatever it was. Yeah, right under the time I had to uh, refund it. <laughs> what? Yeah. So uh, anyways, I played it. It's just not the game for me. Uh, I can see the appeal. I see what what people are saying, how well written it is. Because it is really well written. It's extensive dialogue if you want to read a lot. It's just a lot of dialogue. Very well written dialogue, but it's a lot of it. A lot of inner dialogue, like in your head. So there's a lot of like these little bubbles that pop around your character. And you can click on him and he'll be like, it'll be a thought that'll be in your head. And it'll be like, you're a fucking failure. <laughs> or you're an alcoholic. So you will ever be and that's all you are. Like, So pretty much you wake up in this hotel room. Don't know who the fuck you are. You don't know what you are. You don't know who you are. And you pretty much find like a shirt, a jacket, a pants, no shoes, no socks. I think I found a tie on the ceiling fan. And you had to get that down. Um, then I go downstairs and I'm like, where the fuck am I? 
Who are these people? <laughs> Who is she? And I go Why to like yeah, I go to like the main like the hotel room is a mess. It's like all just torn apart, like trashed. And I go to the main guy in the front, like in the in the lobby, and I'm like, "Hey, dude, who are you? And are you are you the bar- are you the bartender?" And he's like, "I'm the owner of the hotel or something. I'm the manager here." And you're like, "Okay, bartender." <laughs> just being a dick to him, you know. And the dude fucking pretty much just kind of like tells you kind of who the fuck you are like who you're like what am i doing here and he's like dude like fuck if i know what you're doing here like what the hell do you want and pretty much you end up finding out you're a cop in like this world that's kind of like a a dystopian world that's kind of like a communist world so this is is this country that's going through a revolution is what you're in so the country's going through a revolution the government has been dismantled. You think it, I think it used to be a communist government, but it's switching over to a dem- democratic government. And you're a cop in this government, like in this world or whatever. But the people don't give a fuck about the cops. They just don't, <laughs> don't really care about cops, you know? And you pretty much run around and you have to investigate, like, what happened to this murder. They sent, The whole reason you're there is because there was a murder that happened a week ago. And you're there to solve the murder. But at the same time, you're trying to figure out what's going on, like who you are, what's going on in this neighborhood. There's a protest going on in this neighborhood. There's a bookshop you can go into and find some crazy shit going on in this bookshop. But like I said, at the end of the day, dude, there is some voice acting, but I wish the full game was fully voice acted. I would totally get way into it. But since it's not, I don't have the patience to sit there and read. You know what I mean? I just don't have that patience. And... like, it's not like a one-sentence thing that you're reading, honey. You're reading, like, paragraphs, like, pay, like a whole page of fucking text pops up, and you're like, ah, fuck, okay. And you have to sit there and read this, you know what I mean? It's like, but every so often, the guy will say something, like, the guy will actually have voice acted, like, they like they actually hired voice actors to do some of these lines, but they couldn't afford to pay them to do all the dialogue or something. So they only paid him to do so much and like kind of like said, fuck it, we'll just like write everything else out, you know? And you just have to say like a one-liner thing or whatever. And that's kind of it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I, I, the art style is kind of interesting. It's just an yeah, interesting but, little yeah. art style, but I don't know, man. I, I really wanted to like this game. I I thought it was kind of cool because like a whole mystery around like, why the fuck were you passed out in a room drunk? Like, are you really an alcoholic or what's going on here? You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. Yeah, I was thinking it was like almost like a, like just from what I've, really from what I've seen, like almost like a Walking Dead thing, but it seems very, I don't know, is it like a side-scrolling thing the, the entire time? Does it ever, does it ever zoom in on the other characters? I haven't really watched too much so, gameplay on it. No, not really. It's mostly like a top-down, kind of like, a, like an asymmetrical type game where it's kind of like you're at an angle and you see a guy walking around, you see the, the partner that you have walking around with you, um, Every so often when you click on a person and talk to them, the, the, the screen will change and you'll see the person like a full figure. But it's never animated. It's always like a still figure. Like every time you zoom in on somebody, it's like a still picture. It's like a drawing of them or whatever. That's the mm-hmm. art style, you know? Um, on the bottom left of the screen, you have your character details, like your health, your stamina, your... I think it's called like how healthy your mind is. Like it's, it's psychology or something like that. It's like how... How healthy your mind is. Because you can go fucking crazy in this game apparently. 
And uh, so, but, but I mean, my character really smart, so he's not gonna go crazy. But he just doesn't know what the he just has really he's really weak, but he's really smart. But he just he can't do shit like a person who's really strong could do. But he could probably outsmart most people. You know what I mean? So that's, yeah. that's like you have so it probably helps stats. in dialogue. Yeah, it helps a lot in dialogue. Like I can trick people into telling me things because I'm very smart. But another person can just threaten somebody to tell them things. You know what I mean? Like if a person was really strong but not really smart. You can just threaten people to tell you things, and you can just punch them, and they'll tell you things, you know, because you're that strong. Uh, but my character wasn't very strong, but he was really smart, and his mind, like, there's another thing called, um, like, your psyche, and how strong that is. And depending on how strong that is, if it's a level 5, then that means you're really healthy, like, you have a good mind. If it's a 3, you're, like, at an average. If it's a 1, you have a fucking, you, your mind is bound to believe anything. So, like... I noticed people that played the game <laughs> that had like a like a one on the psyche or whatever, and they're like their fucking tie that you find on the ceiling on the fan. <laughs> it starts talking to you and telling you shit like, "Hey, motherfucker, like you you need to listen to me. I'm your friend." And you're like, "Okay, I'm your friend, Ty. Oh wow, <laughs> I listen to you, friend." And <laughs> next thing you know, the fucking tie is telling you to do different things. You know what I mean? And you're just fucking listening to a tie that you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> that's psychotic yeah, yeah so it's pretty psychotic shit like that. And the game is kind of like I said the game is really interesting it's well written and it's like the characters are kind of cool and interesting uh, but there's like a whole weird thing going on in the game like there's racism in the game there's all this shit going on in the game and uh, it kind of it is what it is not for me though I don't think it's worth the price $40 seems like very expensive for this game but some people love it dude some people really yeah. do this game as some a Some people shit. do. Like, I know some personalities where I know people that, you know, they just they game for a living. So I can say, like, yeah, that's definitely a game for them. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing it's, like, 32 bucks on Steam. It's, on, it's 31 99 right now on sale. That's what I bought it for, but I got a refund, so fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking 20 you know? That's what Maybe I'm thinking would be. Console, make it 20 If it was 20 yeah. I would have <laughs> been like, okay, I'm going to stick with this. But it's fucking $32. I'm not, you know? I can't, I just don't feel like I can justify the price for that game that I'm never going to play again. Yeah. Um, anyways, other than that, besides all that good stuff, um, the fuck else did I play? <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking of all the games that I play. I played some World War Z with the Mayo. Yeah. Ghost Nico, Brink, Dunny. Um, played with all you guys. So World War Z is a game that was on sale on the Epic Store. Like I told you guys last time, it was on sale for five bucks. You get a ten ten dollar coupon off of fifteen. Get it for five. A lot of people ended up picking this game up in the community. I convinced Spring to pick it up, and and he picked it up. And uh, it's one of the better purchases I've ever done for five dollars because it's so much fucking fun playing with friends, man. That's what I was waiting for the game. I wanted to pick it up on the Epic Store when it was on sale a few months ago for twenty bucks. But I was like, I know nobody's going to pick it up at 20 bucks. But now that it was 5 we were able to convince people to pick it up. And, I, you uh, convinced me pretty quick. I was like, oh, only 5 bucks. Yeah, it's 5 Jeez, fucking bucks. Same here. Once I heard $5, I picked it up, you know. And yeah. the funny thing was is uh, you two weren't around the one night. I happened to jump on it with Ghost Nico. And we ended up with seven people in the Discord all chatting. You know, we had had people sit out. And we almost had enough to make two full games. Yeah. Yeah, I saw when you guys were playing that. I was going to join you guys, but I was like, oh, I'm going to play Call of Duty instead. <laughs> but yeah, it's wild, man. The game's so much fun. I ran through the campaign, and then it's funny because we were playing with Ghost Nico, and I think Ghost Nico was like, this is too easy. 
or something. Oh like yeah. That. yeah. So we ended <laughs> up bumping be. up the difficulty to normal from easy. Yeah, <laughs> or regular, right? whatever, regular, Just whatever normal. it's called. And dude, we were getting our asses. We barely, we died in this one area of the game, like fucking four times. At the end, we barely made it out with the skin of our like barely dude. Like we fucking barely, barely made it out. Like it was like. It was the point where, like, Nico had gone down. He's like, just run, run. And it's, like, me running and Brink's running to hit the button. I'm like, Brink, uh, just hit the button. Just fucking hit the button. And he's like, which one? I'm like, just hit the fucking button on the gate. Just leave me behind. I don't give a shit. I'm just, like, trying to run to catch up to him. I'm fucking hitting the zombies off of me. There's big motherfucking zombies chasing me. The big bull guy is chasing you. Oh, you know, the big guy that grabs you and stomps you on the ground. I was just like, fuck, dude, fuck this, run. And we barely made it, dude. Like, fucking barely. It was wild. Um, but those moments make the game so much fun, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just fun. It's like, I, you chaos. know, like, I think about, like, I've never played past, past normal. But I think, you know, like you said, you've got four friends. <clears throat> you all know the maps. You know what buttons to push, where to stand. Like, there's just more to a strat strategy than just shooting no, zombies, right? Yeah, there is. Because they come from Like, everywhere. you kept going down the stairs, like, where the that that acid fog was or whatever. I'm like, oh, let me follow you down there. You know, you're yeah. like, no, no, no. You know, don't yeah. come down here yet till I press the button or whatever it was you had to activate. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody had to come rescue me. It was just, yeah. It was cool. <laughs> it was, there's frustrating moments in the game where you're like, fuck, why did we fuck that up? You know what I mean? But... The same time, yeah. it's a lot of fun, and uh, shout out to Ghost Nico for playing with me, man. I play a lot with him, and uh, play a lot with Brink. Shout out to him as well. Uh, it was just a fun experience playing with all you guys. It was just a blast. I hope it's fun, like coming into. We came into that one area where we're in the that that sort of warehouse part where I come up and there's a there's a machine gun there and i'm just like like immediately i just went for it you know and i'm just like i'm just gonna stay on this thing that's just all there is to it and just mow down fucking <laughs> hordes you know yeah, we beat the uh, we ended up beating the first one the new york city campaign we beat the jerusalem campaign and i think we ended up beating the tokyo one last where like uh you you have to get to the cruise ship and then everybody has to get onto the cruise ship and we had to defend the cruise ship while it's taking off like, that was wild. And I think the next one I have to do is on the cruise ship itself. That's the next mission I have to do. Um, so that's cool. I can't wait to do that. Cause I, I think that's a new one that they added into the campaign after the game came out. There was, like, a free DLC on for, like, a mission. was the cruise ship one. It wasn't, okay, because I haven't it, seen it. It wasn't there. One. Yeah, I, had, I never saw it before until, like, I started, like, what is this? And I started looking back into it. They've actually done a lot of updates to the game where they've added new content. Like, there was new zombies in the game as well. Like, that spitter zombie that spits on you or whatever. That one's yeah. a new one that they've added like in September or something. So the cruise ship is actually a mission they've added to the game back in July. So that's after I played the game. Because I ended up buying this on the Xbox, if you remember, when it first came out. Same here. So um, I bought it when it came out. Yeah, so I ended up buying it. <laughs> it's funny, we never got together I, on that. Yeah, and that's when I played it. So I didn't play it since then. But now seeing all the content they actually released for the game and all the patches they actually did for it. Uh, it's good to know that they're actually supporting the game. You know what I mean. So I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Glad yeah. Fun with money. friends, man. Play, play on like normal. Play on hard. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. But, yeah, <laughs> I, that's, that's rough. <laughs> I, I think the best I've done is what I would call is like two star. Mm -hmm. You know, with with a, with a group of real people. Yeah. You try to go in that game with with a computer AI. No. And good luck. No. You got you got to level those guns up. Is the only thing I can think of because <laughs> see that's what it's grinding. That's what it's meant for, right? It's it's there for you to 
there's just you know there's a lot of gameplay yeah. to be had and if you also, just like shooting zombies that's it's this the game for you also the multiplayer is really interesting as well because in the multiplayer itself you'll be like on a team it'll be team deathmatch five versus five or whatever but inside the map while you're on team deathmatch and you're killing each other There'll be swarms of zombies that come in all of a sudden. So like all of a sudden the game will be like, hey, it's funny. fucking swarm yeah. of zombies is coming. And I see, you know, like a mm-hmm. thousand fucking zombies are coming over the fucking wall. And like you're trying to shoot them, but you're trying to shoot the enemy at the same time. It's just fucking chaos, dude. But, it's, uh, it's fun. I, I've watched yeah. streams of it. Like I haven't played the team deathmatch yet. Yeah. But I, I think, uh, Brink, if you're listening, you might like this. Because oh, he loves like you it, said, dude. Jesus, you come in. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm going to go hide behind the counter because as the stream of zombies comes in, and then here comes the enemy, right? The real person on the other team. And he's just getting fucked up, man. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, just sit back and watch. Yeah, that, that's a lot of fun. And, and I got to say, the performance on PC, man, compared to the console, is night and fucking day, dude. Even on the Xbox One X, the game was only 30 frames a second. Um, yeah, so seeing I definitely it, seeing it run like lot. a 90 and 100 frames or, you know, well above 60 when there's hundreds of zombies on the screen. It's fucking incredible. You're like, fuck, this feels so good right now. I don't know about you, but especially in third person, makes a difference. Like how many zombies are being controlled on the screen, like how they're coming at you. The game never really chugs or hiccups or anything. It just stays smooth the whole entire time. It's it's fucking crazy, yeah. It's really well optimized on the PC. I had a lot of fun with it. So on the Xbox, it runs okay. 30 frames a second. It's still fun, but... There's definitely a huge difference between the two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, besides all that good stuff, I think that's all I played this week, guys. I mean, I look forward to... Uh... Oh, wait. There's one game. One game that I played. Mayo. Yes. Control. Control. Uh-oh. <gasps> oh, my. Yeah, let's... Let's, let's dig into some control, because I think Gunny has some control to talk, to talk about also. Yeah. Absolutely, I completed that game. So no spoilers, guys. I know you guys beat it. I I haven't. <laughs> How far are you in? I, I know the last time we Four talked, you were at Psychotropy, or whatever it was called. Four and a half hours into the game, according to Epic. Uh, apparently, yeah, I'm at the parapsychology mission. So I have to go find this doctor in the psychology center or something. I made it there, mm-hmm. and I'm fighting through my way through there or whatever um interesting little game i i didn't think i was gonna like it as much as i did and i'm still having fun with it it's it's interesting and fuck that cat is loud outside jesus christ yeah that noise was you guys can hear that thing it's fucking yeah, like, right, yeah. like fucking screaming like i'm a fucking cat sounds like it's getting killed or something like i didn't even know that was a cat i was like yeah, it's, it's like it's getting like eaten alive out there or something. Fucking thing, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, sorry about the background noise, people. It's just a fucking cat outside. I don't even know yeah. whose cat that is. Um, but yeah, control is a lot of fun. It, it's it starts off strong with that like whole intro, like you know what the fuck's going on. All of a sudden, it's like what the fuck's going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I thought that was interesting it's... how. Um, uh, you walk past that picture or that painting of the janitor, and then you walk past it, and then you go around this little circle of offices, you talk to the janitor, and he's like, yeah, the elevator's that way, and you go back out to the same, I'm like, I was just down this hallway, dude, and then you go, and you're like, what the fuck, the elevator's right here, and you're like, wait right. a minute, the painting of the dude was right here like a second ago, and you're like, who the fuck is this guy, like, you know what I mean, and I actually went back yeah. to see if he was still there, and he was, he was just there cleaning, 
And I'm like, yeah, that, like, it, it, like I see dude? people thinking not playing this game. Like, is he important? Not important? Yeah, I'm not like, going to spoil it, whether yeah. he is or isn't, or if he's relevant or it not. It was interesting to see how that <laughs> played out. Like, there's a lot of moments in the game around. Like, I'll go through that. Like, I'll experience something like that where, like, I go through something and all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, I just been through here. And like, oh no, the thing's just changed. You know, like subtle change, but everything's changed now. Yeah, I was actually pretty confused through a lot of the story in this game. What about you, Gunny? Like, without yeah, giving this away, like, I would say especially with your brother. Yeah. Like, what? What the hell's going on with my? Is there a backstory that I missed regarding my brother and how he came to be? You know? Yeah, I had that, had that same thought. Like later on in the game, do you remember the part when there, there's like a? We're trying not to give too much away here. There's a, a scene where you go. There's like a replica of a city. Do you remember that without giving too much away, Gunny? It, no. Okay, um, it, it's getting late yeah. in the game, and then you okay. go through this. And there's like a little city block, and you're going. You're you're bigger than it. But you're like walking oh, yes. through and you have to fight enemies. About. And yeah, they yeah. start talking about that stuff in your childhood with your brother and the projector and all that stuff. And then it got right. really confusing to me. I'm like, how do okay, what? <laughs> you know? I'm still confused about the projector. Even after I've I've finished this game, I've just yes. about beat every side mission. I've put tons of hours into this. Um I think I've literally got like two, maybe three tiny little side missions I need to complete before I, 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 have I would like say hundred percent it. Four side missions left, I think. Yeah, yeah, it, I'm pretty close to. I should just go back and finish them because it's such a fun game. Like Jesus said, I just had a blast with it. But I, but I will say, my gunning, you probably in agreement with me is my favorite level is called Ashtray's Maze, and that, yeah, that and level was just that amazing. Well. Now I haven't gone back to it, and that's the cool thing is you can go back and kind of replay these missions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it's a lot of fun. Like that is that is a neat psychedelic style map. Oh, I like how they throw the music in there too. And if you really want, if you pay attention to your character, she puts headphones on when you when you get into the first hallway. I didn't hallway. notice that she put the headphones on, but I, I mean, obviously she did because of the previous mission. Where I'm like, when do I put the headphones on? You know, and I'm like, oh, okay, now I know. Yeah, uh, I, I I like it though. I like how the. Uh... The board is talking to you, and like you don't know what the fuck they're saying at the time. You're like, right, it's it's all confusing. It's all like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then uh, the the one thing that I'm finding disturbing is the voices that like you're constantly hearing in the game in the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. you fucking suck. I don't know what the fuck they're saying, but they're saying something like that, and you're like, what the fuck are they really saying? I tried to sit there the other day, and I had, you know, I played this shit with. I played on the PC, but I always play with headphones on on here. I was sitting there, I'm like, I just sat there in a room. <laughs> and I'm sitting there with my, like, the head on, like, what the fuck are they saying to me? You know, what is it? Is this like some, uh, I thought it was like, I was thinking to myself, is it like, uh, is it like Hellblade where it's telling you you're going to fail or something? Is that what it's doing? Is, is this sending messages to my brain that I'm going to fail or something? Like, what's going on here? You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I couldn't really tell what it was saying. It's saying yeah, something. It's, it's, I'm sure, <clears throat> I'm sure that the, the the designer of the game put that in there because it's saying something, and they know it fucks with your head. It has to be. Why else would they put that in there, Bale? Why else? It's probably like fucking with your head, making you creeped out or something. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, it does. It gives you that atmosphere. You know yeah. that. The kind of like what? But Jesse, creepy shit's going on here. Jesse, who was the director, 
that's your main character, Jesse Fadden, McFadden. Um, no, she is not afraid. That's oh, why she I don't like her fuck. a lot. She's like, fuck you, motherfucker. I'll fuck all y'all up. Well, if you had those kind of powers, you wouldn't be afraid either. Be, <laughs> you know, she Jesse, we need you to go down there and fight 50 demons and turn the power back on. All right, tell me where to go. Let's go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's why I think this game just clicked with me right away. You know? She gets like, no yeah, fucks. she's a badass. She's like Laura. Yeah. Fuck you. Know, fuck, fuck all you. Yeah, I'm fuck. Fuck you, bitch-ass demon things. I'll fucking kill all of you. You know? She's like, no question. She's not even questioning what's going on. <laughs> She's like, fuck it, I'm the director now. Yeah. Fuck out um, a gun. Guys, what do you think about what do you think about the audio in this? You know, like when, you're picking, when you're picking up things to throw at enemies, I think that one's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty good. You know, the firing of the weapons, everything just sounds really good. I like the guns. I like the shotgun gun and I like the revolver. It got the gun that's like a it spins like a machine gun. Yeah, I use that, oh, that one and probably the shotgun the most. Yeah, the shotgun is sick too. Yeah, I was I was gonna say later on in the game you get a gun and and Jesus, this is just some advice for you is mm-hmm. there's one later on called uh, the charge form. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like a grenade launcher. Okay. And so you're thinking, oh, cool, grenade launcher, you know. And I put, I spent some, you know, uh, materials on yeah, yeah. getting this gun. And I didn't really ever use it. Because it, it's more for, like, groups of enemies. But a lot of times you don't fight the enemies you in don't. that many groups, you, you know. No, I didn't like that gun really at change. all. And I didn't use that gun at all. And it's the last form you get. And I, like I said, I, I used the mats and made it. Thought cool, I'll get to check this gun out, and I, I didn't use it hardly. What at all. upgrades do you guys think I should go for? So I know that right now I've upgraded my health twice. I think I've upgraded my pull power once, like to do more damage when I throw things at people. That and one I, especially. And I upgraded I the one where I have more force, like I have more of that yeah. force pull thing. The energy. Yeah, whatever. more energy. I think energy is the yeah. one that you should yeah i used i used a lot of the upgrade to do extra damage when you're throwing things at objects because the only enemy that really doesn't come into effect with is the one that flies and he can dodge what you throw at him yeah he's the only one that doesn't really but all the other ones i noticed that the ones like the shields i fucking throw shit at them that shit takes their shield off all the way yeah yeah breaks your shield and then later on too if you keep putting points into that you can get an ability once their health gets low you can pick them up and throw them at other people too. Oh, that's sick. So that's pretty cool. Th- Watching the ragdoll effects enemies. of it, yeah. you know, picking a guy yeah. up, throwing him at another guy. Boom. <laughs> there's some he pretty cool. Uh, there's some pretty cool um, characters in this game. I like the chick. The the chick that's like the the main FBI chick. Whatever fuck's her name? The blonde chick. The, yeah, the first yeah. One you she's rescue. the one kind of giving you some direction. Yeah, the one that's kind of telling you. She's the one that's telling you what's going on or whatever. She's pretty cool. Like I'm like this chick is bad. I noticed the game has a lot of emphasis on the females being the badass characters in the game. You know what I mean? There's a lot yeah. of emphasis on that. This is a very strong like female lead game. That something that's nice to see that you don't see often in the video game industry. I, I think ever since we got that reboot of the Tomb Raider, it's kind of been like a thing now where like. They're trying to make characters that are badass that are chicks, like, uh, because ever since then we got what we got like Ellie in The Last of Us Two. She's gonna be the main character. We got uh the chick, uh, was it Eloy from uh, Horizon Zero Dawn? She's the main yep. character there. You know, we got her. Um, so there's there's been cool characters that are chicks, but like this one, she's a badass, like bad bad motherfucker, dude. <laughs> yeah, she kicks ass. So it's cool to see her. My favorite, I think my favorite ability in the game is 
something like I, I I think there's only so many upgrades for it, but it's the slam feature. You know, where you, you kind of levitate and then you see the enemy and then you whatever it is. Like it a ground be. pound. It's the ground thing. pound. Bam. And it just does a ton of damage to the enemy. And if I remember right, Jesus, I think you unlock a couple upgrades through side quests. Like you can go through the game and not actually get those upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the shield was a side quest you actually have to go in and get. And the, yeah. and the ground pound, with, I think. I don't remember if that one was a, a side quest or not. But... Okay. You get some of those through the side quest, actually. The only side quest I've done is the unicorn or the carousel one. You have to get the carousel little horse thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was super easy. That's the one I did. Yeah, you'll get some that are a little more complex later on. That, but they're pretty fun and and stuff too. But and also thing too is the thing I was reading up on this game is what's kind of neat is. <laughs> This game, I guess, takes place in the world of the other, uh, is it Remedy games? Yeah, Alan Wake and shit. So it's the same world as Alan Wake and Quantum Break. And I guess there's references throughout. Yeah, I I think I ran into one of those. When you go to that hotel. In other places, yeah. Yeah, I feel like in that hotel, I definitely get an Alan Wake vibe. I got an Alan Wake vibe from that, too. I'm like, this place seems familiar. What is the what is the feeling of this place? You know what I mean? That little hotel thing. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you go through the hotel. What I I, I want to say it's at least four or five times yeah. throughout the game that I remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I get an Alan Wake every time. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. How to get to the hotel? You pull the light switch, then you pull it again, then you pull it again. Then you're like, holy shit! What the fuck? Boom 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 boom. What the right? fuck? And I'm just I'm like, like, I was listening to the tones, and I remember I was telling you guys times. it three times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I kept coming in, pulling it once, going, nothing's happening. Yeah, the first time I pulled it, and the room lit up in the middle. Like I just tried to run into it, and like she just fell to her death. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I did the same thing. Do I not doing down? that again? I think <laughs> like not doing that again. So I just sat there and I started pulling the switch, and I fucking I did that. I was like, whoa. Like, I was totally, I thought I was just fucking around. I was not expecting that to even happen. <laughs> oh, shit. But, yeah, it's a fucking cool game. Uh, getting, getting like, 45 frames per second on Ultra, everything. <laughs> Goes to tell you something. I tried to play it on my 4K OLED and uh, on Ultra, and I was getting 15 frames per second. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how many now, it is on you... the Xbox One X, but it, it runs, oh, it runs good. I, didn't, I wasn't awesome. watching my frame rates. I didn't have a counter up. But um, did you try this with RTX on at all? Because it, it's enabled on our cards. You can actually turn it on. I didn't know. Uh, I haven't tried it myself. No, it will probably tank my FPS at like 20-something, though. I'm not sure. I don't like, know. It's on Ultra. I played with the settings. I looked at it, and you can change like how how much... RTX effects are on, yeah, so you can change, say, a certain amount of things have like reflection and stuff like that. Yeah, oh. I know there's a few settings in there. I was like, yeah, if you want to turn this on, your card must have RTX. I was like, I turned it on. I was like, no, I don't want to disappoint myself. Just... <laughs> <laughs> you don't need an upgrade, Jesus. You gotta hold out, motherfucker. <laughs> so, that's what I'm gonna do for now. Yeah, another. I'm gonna hold out another year, guys. Yeah, I think I'm in too. For PC parts. Because I feel like this year we're going to get the parts that are on the next consoles. And I just, if I really want that, I'll just buy a console for 500 bucks at the end of the year. You know what I mean? 
get get the power there. <laughs> and then I'll fucking get a new PC next year. Woo! Damn. Because, you know, why not? I could get both of the consoles for the same price. I'm going to pay for a new fucking graphics card that comes out this year. You know what I mean? Right. Because mm-hmm. even like the 20, 2080 TIs or whatever, they're still like 1200 fucking dollars. That's too much. Yeah. For so, my, like, yeah. For me. so like I can get both of the consoles for 500 each and still save myself 200 bucks at that point. So what the fuck? There's no way I'm going to buy the new <laughs> cards. <Right. laughs> you know what I mean? You can have both consoles and have awesome fucking gaming and great technology and, you know, up to the date technology this year for Man. the price of one fucking graphics card. And everything I'm reading through like NVIDIA sites and stuff like that and rumor mills is the NVIDIA cards next generation are going to be cheaper again. They're the going to come back down in price. Next, okay, that's good. Well, that's good. So, I'm hoping the ones that come out next year are still cheap. <laughs> so you go into a 7 nanometer technology and it's supposed to be, I guess, more efficient. And they're saying like the efficiency, like they said they could basically take a gtx i think it or not gtx but the rtx 1660 mm-hmm. which is like a small budget card they said with this new technology it'll outperform the 2080 ti oh shit wow. if they if they use this new technology the technology in that little card itself there so you can imagine what it's going to do to for the next the, cards. the better cards yeah. right so oh, shit. so they're saying that and the price is going to be a little cheaper, be like a so. double triple jumping power yeah, I'm guessing. I'm guessing to probably eight hundred dollar range for the maximum card. Yeah, is if that's if see that's past, good, but when it's like twelve hundred bucks, dude, I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm gonna pay twelve hundred bucks for a card. I just don't we won't want to pay that much for yeah, the card. That, that's you know insane. I mean? and that's this is the first time that's ever happened on these twenty series cards. So we've never had a card, man. Like that's how much I paid for my whole PC. <laughs> what the yeah. <fuck>? yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I remember when the Titans came out. They they were called a Titan back in the ten series, and everybody was they were a thousand dollars, and everybody was nine ninety nine for a graphics card. This is insane. <laughs> but they were like the cream of the crop, you know. Yeah. You're well, you, you had the the ten eighty Ti, which was a beast, and then you had the Titan. You know, yeah. this thing is like the almighty graphics card, graphics card. You know, and now this new series comes out, and they're like the twenty eighty Ti comes out, and we're going. Twelve hundred dollars and everybody's what? I Where think, did this come from? I think Nvidia is learning their lesson that people are not buying at those prices because I know a lot of PC gamers that are not going for that. They're like on Reddit and shit. They're like, "Fuck that! I'm sticking with my 1080 Ti until the next ones come out." Yes. You know what I mean? Like, "Fuck that! I ain't paying for that shit." Because <laughs> they, they found their happy. They don't feel. They don't feel like it's worth it. Because the thing is. Yeah, you can buy yourself a 2080 card, but at the same time, you're not getting that much better performance. You're getting ray tracing. That's where you're getting. You're not getting, like... Right. Like, look at Red Dead Redemption 2 on a 2080 Ti. You might get 60 frames, maybe 80, 90. But that's not a whole bunch compared to, like, your 1080 Ti. You still get 50, 50 60 on a 1080 Ti, but medium settings. And if you think about the next cards, you want something that's, like, a huge difference, you know what I mean, from what you have. Right. And I just don't feel like the 20 series cards are that much of a huge difference besides the RTX, which right. which they've already enabled. You know, and they've already enabled the RTX on our cards anyway. So if you really want to play with the RTX on, you just take a hit on the frame rates and play with lower frame rate or whatever. So, like, there's really, I don't know what the benefit is of having a 2080 card or 2070 card at this point is. 
Yeah, and you know, guys, with me, I know Mayo knows this as well. That with me, you know, when I go to upgrade, it may not even be next year for me because you figure I still have that that mini motherboard in my yeah. PC, you know, in this big giant case. So I need to yeah. upgrade that first. Well, yeah, oh, most do. likely you'd probably get a new I, motherboard, I new CPU. You probably get new everything at this point. I'd probably keep the CPU I have, like it, it works super well. Yeah, but but everything else I would change out. I, I would I think would I would just change the CPU. I would change also, everything yeah. out. I think at the, you know, might as well. I mean, you got from what like the new CPUs can do to these old ones, man. It's a big difference, and I think. And the price isn't that much. Year, you look yeah. at these Ryzen's, these new Ryzen's, even the like the lower tier right? two hundred dollar Ryzen's are outperforming our i sevens that we have. You you know, yeah. So two hundred dollars, you're gonna get a lot more cores, and you're gonna lot, a lot more power, better power management. You know, these things manage the power better so they run cooler temperatures so it enables them to run a little faster and more steady mm. but so, um, yeah and that would probably help if i if i really want to overclock some things you know if that the need ever comes up you know that's not going to be such a big issue yeah. if you're sure. streaming and stuff like that too if you want to stream a little more your streams run a little better and stuff like that but i know that i think i think this year i'm probably just going to buy the new console to be honest guys <laughs> No, I just wait till next year to get the upgrade for the new PC shit. Yeah. But yeah, if you guys didn't notice, this year already at CES, some crazy shit has been unveiled. Samsung unveiled their brand new 8K television with QLED technology that's bezel-less. So, like, it has no bezel, no edges. Like, the screen goes all the way to the fucking wow. edge of your screen. There's no Love bezel Love to have that living there. room. It's fucking sick, dude. Oh, man, that's so nice. Looks fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, but it is what it is. What's that video? I don't know who it was, but they were showing a video of like how they were just beating on the TV. It might have been something like like that, but I don't know what material it was. Like just kind of testing out to see if they can break the TV by punching it. Oh really? I don't know what brand it was, but hmm. <laughs> it seemed to be real. But I don't think beating on your television is going to help. I mean, the bezel-less yeah. <laughs> technology is cool, but my TV already has a small bezel on it, like very small. So, but I could see how like having no bezel at all make a big difference. Anyways, <laughs> what have you been playing, Mayo, besides control and all that good stuff? Um, you know, get back on the idea uh, VR kick for a minute. I'm going to touch on. I got to play. Our friend Matt Bradford's <gasps> VR game. Wow! Uh, so, so the guy that does, you know, our, those that don't know, our little disclaimer at the beginning: Matt Bradford, he is the main voice actor, or supposedly going to be the main voice actor in this game called Rest W R E S T, and they have a free demo on Steam right now where you can play this in VR. Mm. But this game is a horror game, so you have to be willing to play a horror game and not no, you know, no Lucky's Tale. And this is <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had it for a little while. I'm like, I gotta play this game. You know, listening to old uh, Matt Bradford talk when you get in there is kind of surreal. You know, jumping in and he's talking about a couple things and he's hollering for this this one girl, and then it's like. That's Matt. That's Matt Bradford. You know, it's kind of fun. <laughs> but uh, what what I can say about the demo though is is it's it's really short. So it, it's only about a fifteen minute long demo. 
I was hoping it would be a, like a little bit longer or at least show you a lot more stuff. So you, you get in and it gives you a little bit of time with the control. So it gives you the options of like, okay, is this, is, is this how you want to move or do you want to move this way? So you had the options of doing the traditional, um, this one would do like walk with your thumbstick and you could just look around freely within your VR or you could only walk the direction you were facing in your VR. And that one really threw me off. It was, it was kind of really awkward in controls. And so I went with the traditional free walk, free look kind of thing. And a lot like uh, a couple of those other games, kind of uh, no man's sky ish and stuff like that. So you can just kind of walk around freely and here I am playing this game, you know, in VR, and I'm expecting all these jump scares. And, you know, you're on this abandoned space station. There's this girl that's locked behind a door, and you get to figure out how to unlock the door. So you have to, like, open this little compartment, and you put this basically round cylinder in, and it's like a key, and it makes it so you open the door. In. And the door slides open because you're on a space station. You know, everything has to have sliding doors. You know, and you walk into the next room and there's just blood everywhere and there's this table and there's blood dripping from the ceiling and there's drag marks across the floor where a body was dragged around. And so you're looking around and there's all these corners and crevices and it's kind of dark and you have a flashlight and you're looking and I'm super cautious. I'm looking around every corner waiting for that jump scare, you know, just just knowing it's coming, you know, when, <laughs> when they're going to get me, when they're going to get me, you know, looking around this corner looking around that corner. So then I find this room and it has this evil clown poster on the wall. And it's got like fangs on the clown and stuff like that. And I'm like, there's going to be a jump scare in here. I can just feel it. I can just feel it, you know? And I walk in and it's like a little bathroom and there's nothing in there. I'm like, Oh man. Okay. So next, yet you go through the game. Uh, the, just the demo had a few jump scares in it. But but not a whole lot. And so it's actually actually pretty mild. But you can tell how like how they're setting the game up, how it's gonna have these jump scares. And the one that got me like I completely wasn't expecting it. It was you know how you expect it to be like when you open a door or you open something or something pops out at you or something like that. This is just in a big open area all of a sudden so something happens and it scares you, you know. But there's a a lot of objects in the game that you can interact with but you can't really do anything you can pick them up and look at them like i found there's a kitchen you walk into and there's a bunch of kitchen knives and you can pick up each knife and you can carry them around but i haven't figured out like where you can like use them as a weapon or, or had that opportunity to use as a weapon but it feels like they're kind of setting up that mechanic and more tech more tech right now than anything yeah and then there's also a table when you first Mechanical. start the game and it looks like there's like a like a tool like you could put over your arm into and it would go like around your arm and around your wrist and i kept messing with that thinking i could like attach it to my character in vr or something like that and that would be some kind of weapon or something like that you can use to battle you know these supernatural forces or whatever you have to deal with and it, you couldn't do anything with it you could pick it up and you could look at it but you could never actually put it on or anything like that. You know, you're just kind of looking at it and you just had to put it to the side. And so everything else was pretty much just a walking simulator at that point. You couldn't pick up any of the knives. You, know, you could pick up the knives, but you couldn't use them. You know, you just can just drop them. And, and there's other things like health packs and stuff like that you could find. 
but there was no way to use them. You, you could pick them up and look at them, and you could. There was a thing they show where you can put something in a microwave. You can pick it up and you put it in a microwave and you close the microwave, and it shows you interacting with it like that. But but it doesn't do anything for you. So you can see the mechanics. So like they're going to add this in, and I'm pretty sure the game isn't early development yet, or that's all they want you to see now, and save the rest for later. But okay, it was it was pretty interesting. I mean it. Again, it was short, but I'm not a big fan of the horror games. No, me neither. And I and I yeah, and I did play one that was on PS4, and I can't think of the name of it. But you were on a space station, like <laughs> and space? Hmm? like Dead Space or anything yeah, like sort that. of like a Dead Space. But you know, it starts you out, um, you know, and, and it's kind of dark, but you see you see some features, uh, you know, like out out in outer space, and it. I think you get on this elevator and it takes you to another part of the space station where, you know, you're not sure like if there's anybody even on the ship besides you, but then you see somebody, you know, and it's like a humanoid type creature, you know, that's walking around pressing buttons or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of creepy because to me, because I'm like, okay, like I got to come forward to this door, interact with it, open it up and deal with this person, you know? And my gosh, like even in VR, if, you know, for the first time, I'm more like, you know, it's like yeah, that's the thing. Somebody is in the other room, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was already creepy. That experience, you just you just like, okay, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? And I was really on edge, you know, playing the whole time because not playing a, a horror game in VR, didn't know what to expect, you know. <laughs> and yeah. the funny thing was too is, so I get all said and done, right? My my youngest son, my my fourteen year old, comes running into the room, and I hear him. I, I have my headset on; you're not gonna hear him. And I hear him click the light of the the ceiling fan, the of the room that I'm on. So I know more than finish up the demo, take off the VR, and the house is all black. Every light in the house is off, you know. And my <laughs> wife and kids are all home. So he had gotten my wife and my daughters all to hide in the house and try oh, to jump geez. off the camera. Oh, great. And so I'm like walking <laughs> through the house trying to turn on the lights, you know, and find out where they're at, you know, because I didn't know where anybody was at. So I'm like, you know, hey, honey, where are you at? Where are you at? And nobody's answering, you know, and, you know, and I walk down the living room and flick the light on and nobody's in there. And I'm like, oh, okay, she must have went upstairs, you know, walk in, turn the hallway light on and go upstairs. And I walk into the room and it's so dark and one of the kids tried to jump out and scare me, you know, and. Which it, which it didn't, but because I was already on guard, you know, the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, geez, the house is all dark, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, so that was that was kind of entertaining, but um, another game, Gunny, I got to check out was Mech Warrior Five on. It's on the Epic Store, so this is a little bit newer game. Came is it out on console as well, or did it just come out on Epic? I didn't. I think see... it's PC only. Okay. Um, it's on the Epic Store only, and uh, Ghost Nico picked this up, and I think it came out in the beginning of December. And he's like, "Mayo, you got to get this game if you like if you like mechs and and controlling mechs and stuff like that. It just makes you feel awesome, like you're like Godzilla walking around. You're you're tromping through these cities and you're knocking the buildings down and stuff like that. And so yeah, this game is you start off with you have this little enemy basically somebody kind of i can't remember if they betray you or not but basically it comes like an enemy faction and you're fighting against and you're kind of on the run and you're in this this ship and you have a mech and so basically you become 
like a mercenary for hire. And so they put you on different missions and say one mission is go to this mining planet and you have to protect this group of miners. And, you know, and you go in there and there's like these bandits that are roughing up the town and destroying all the mining equipment. So you have to go in and take out these giant mechs and stuff like that. And they're tanks and they have helicopters and you go in and you work your way to them and you have a loadout that you go in with. You can choose different kind of mechs. So you can have a fast mech, you can have a slow mech. And like a fast mech will have maybe lighter weaponry and stuff, but no missiles, but more laser oriented. So they would do damage and they don't really have a limited ammunition where a heavier mech, you could do like long range missiles and short range missiles and lasers, but your long range missiles and your short range missiles, you have a limited ammo capacity. So you, you can only use so much, you know, so you're going into a mission you have to cons- know how much ammo you want to use. You got to kind of watch that. Uh, the, the hardest thing for me in this game so far I, I'm finding is, is on the controls, you know, like how a mech will turn at the waist. Like you could say like shift, you can almost spin yourself 90 degrees one way or the other. Right. And, and when you do this, your mech can still walk straight, but you can turn 90 degrees. Sort of like tank controls then. Yes. So you have to learn to control your legs and get your legs underneath you because you may not be facing the direction that you're walking or you're looking. So um, when you hit W, like on the keyboard, that's like your throttle. So you, you can leave it go. You don't have to hold hold down W to keep moving. So once you kind of push W a couple of times, it builds your throttle up and you can leave it. And then you just have to know to turn your t- you turn your legs to the direction you're facing periodically because you can get yourself thrown off. You think you're going to turn or you think you're walking a certain direction and you're not. Especially if you're in the cockpit view, there's different views you can have. You can have in the cockpit and outside of the cockpit. And I've been liking the outside view because I can see my legs and the orientation of kind of how things are. And, but yeah, I mean, you go through it and you had basically fight different mechs and you, you basically just try to get through the mission without taking up as much damage as possible or, you know, not take as much damage. So what happens is at the end of the mission, you'll get a payout, say you'll get 50,000 credit for doing this mission, but you may have taken 200,000 credit in damage. So you, you just pretty much lost, you know, 150,000 credits in the game. And I find it really hard to dodge. Basically, you're going to take damage no matter what. And it seems like every time I go into a mission, I'm losing money so far. Um, I think it, it does turn around... I got to a point about four missions in and you get another pilot and another mech with you. So now there's two of us. So I was going to ask you about that. If you've got any other mechs that help you. Yeah. And (laughs) you can get a total of four. Like you and three other ones will help you. And as the game progresses, because there's slots for it, you can see it and you can see their loadouts and you can pick what mechs they take because you start buying more mechs and you got to buy the parts and, you got to pay for all the repairs for each mission that you go through. So I can see it's a very, it's a lot like uh, Battletech. If you remember okay, Battletech. I was going to ask like the way you would kind of describe some Battletech features. Yeah, it's a lot like Battletech, except for the fact instead of turn-based like so, uh, XCOM, it's right. more first-person shooter. That's probably the best way to explain this game. 
And then I did play, get a chance with Ghost Nico to do the multiplayer. I was at, yeah, so I wasn't sure if they had that or not. So, yeah, we can do the campaign together. Like if I joined him, I can join his campaign and I can power one of his mechs instead of a, an AI pilot. And I can just jump on it and we can do it together. And it looks like you can do up to four people. Oh, like, cool. Because like how it shows the four slots for you and the three AI. I just replace an AI, AI guy. So I think we can play with four people because even when you invite, it shows a whole list of people you can invite to the game and you can click on multiple people. So I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to get like four people in there and doing a mission, which would be kind of cool. Like, I'm curious if you have to unlock the four first or can you just do it right off the bat? Um, you do have to do a couple missions in to get the multiplayer unlocked. So I think it's like the third mission in. It gives you the ability to unlock multiplayer. It told me. It said, okay. you know, okay, now you have a multiplayer unlocked and you can go in and, and play with a friend. And it explained that I can jump in their game and take over one of their mechs and it's, it helps their progress. It doesn't help mine though or, or vice versa. If he joined my game, it would help my progress and not his. You I know? see. But there's also <clears throat> a quick play option where you can just go in and you can pick a mission you can pick a difficulty and you go in there and you can just shoot it out. It doesn't cost you anything in your game or anything like that. So we, we played around with that mode. Sweet. And it was a lot of action. You're fighting like four or five different mechs and you, they want you to go destroy like say some buildings and there's other mechs guarding it. So you, you, when you drop down, you're walking out and it, it was Nico and myself and two AI controlled mechs. So there's four of us on our team. And then we were going in there and there was like six different mechs attacking us and we're shooting them and and maneuvering around them but there's also little tanks and helicopters that shoot rockets at you and stuff so that you're getting hit from all different directions and you're trying to turn and shoot and take those out also and stuff and watch your ammo so it's it's a lot more of a simulator than it is an action game though so it gives you that element of action but you got to monitor you know your your energy your heat you can't overheat you got to you got to watch your loadout, how much ammo you use and stuff like that. And you can start pinpoint hitting enemies on their arms, you know, where their guns are at and you can, you can actually knock their arms off and they can't use that gun anymore. And, and you just go through and. Sweet, battle. man. It sounds like a, I mean, it sounds like they're meeting the fans expectations for the latest installment in this game. Yeah. So good stuff. Another game, Jesus, so this this one's for you to talk about a little bit too with me, is um, played some Beat Saber. and Oh, yeah, that's what else I played. On the, on the PC, I guess, it's uh, Jesus and I talked about this a little bit. I have a, had a new update when Beat they did Saber. the day update. And I have a, what they call 360 mode. And so what this does is, you know, I call them Beat Saber, and you, you're standing still and the blocks are coming at you from straight on. They start the, that straight on starts to, to shift to your left or to your right. Yeah. So you have to turn and you got to start watching your left and you got to start watching your right a little bit. Now, they don't like randomly have one come from your left, one come from the right. It's like the whole group starts coming from that direction. If that explains it well enough. So yeah. like the, where they're coming from will, will start shifting to the right. And so you got to turn to your right and then the, the beat will keep going and you're still cutting then it kind of starts gradually going to the left and maybe you're completely facing to the left and there's different degree of difficulties and stuff like that 
Um, I've been playing a lot of it. I'm about halfway through it now, Jesus. I'm getting up to the uh, expert level songs. Ooh. Wow. And so I feel like I'm getting that accomplishment. I'm trying to catch you, Jesus. <laughs> Good luck. You show I have some rhythm at least. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. So I'm going to say, dude, this shit's tough. Hey, Jesus, I got a question regarding that on Beat Saber. What's up? Uh, because we've only had like where we've played it on like two different sessions, and that's where, you know, when the, when like the wall things are coming at you, yeah, and I think I understand like basically you just kind of crouch and then you stand back up again, right? Is that the right, what you're supposed to do, when those walls come those at you? Are coming above you? Yeah, you're supposed above to, me. You're supposed yeah, to crouch. What just crouch and then, and then I notice it's like, yeah, because that one's kind of cool. Where I think I was kind of, I was turning my you know, left and right ones to, you know, like too far down where I'm like, Oh, it's just my body that needs to crouch, you know, and not too far down. Like I was going way down, you know, like I was ready to lift some cases at work or something. Yeah, Sometimes you got to get pretty low cause it do come pretty low, but sometimes you do have to swing your beat saber underneath the, those walls because they'll have blocks down there. Yeah. Like one's going left and yeah. one's going right. Yeah. yeah. And I think too, if you don't dodge those walls, it costs you a lot. It so does. if you want, it took me a while to figure this out, but where, where the beats come from, there's like a platform, right, Gunny? And underneath that platform, there's a little white bar. Mm-hmm. And when that bar hits zero is when your round's over. That means you lost. So if you have like a bad cut or something like that, it takes a bigger chunk out of that bar. But if you start building the combo back up, that bar will fill back up and will allow you to make a mistake later on. But what happens is I think when when those walls or whatever come at you, and if you don't duck or something like that, it really depletes that bar and it's going to cause you to fail the mission. It also has makes you lose your combo streak when you hit the wall. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's what I thought. I mean, I was ducking and trying to, you Sometimes know. you have to move to the left or to the right. Those were pretty easy. I think the whole ducking thing was, uh, okay, duck, stand back up, you know, but cut that at the same time. That one's tricky if you don't have your camera set up right. And it doesn't catch how tall you are or something. <laughs> it really fucks with you. Yeah, I noticed that because I'm like, hey, I ducked. Why did it not capture it? Because it does things <clears> you're shorter. It thinks you're taller than where you are or shorter than. Do you have you are. a lot of setup for your camera on that end of it? On, on the Oculus, when I go to the menu for for Beat Saber, you hit one button and it automatically adjusts your height. Like it just it just knows. It, you can sync it on the it, PlayStation, I, but at the same time, there's a sitting in. Yeah, the it's menus. like the option button, you know, but. But yeah. again, you do have to be standing like so. The the, the PlayStation Eye camera thing does see you, yeah. so you can't be too close or too far away. There's from also that. a sitting in the menu. You can go into the menu and set how high you are, how tall you are, whatever the fuck. Okay, I didn't I didn't know that was all in there. I think I just kind of I just yeah. dove right into the VR. <clears throat> but uh, Beat Saber, yeah, that mode is not available on the PlayStation VR. I I did look it up, and it did say. Hopefully it's coming soon, but they didn't know for sure, you know, if they were capable of doing that kind of tracking or not. Um, one game that I did pick up this week that I forgot to completely talk about is that game Autica Mayo. Mm-hmm. So a lot of like Beat yeah, Saber, but you, this game. you have guns or whatever. So um, it's actually really fucking cool because it's a lot like Beat Saber, but no, there's not a lot of that dodging and shit and gunny or not. But they do have like... Uh, pretty cool songs. A lot of songs are, some of them are from Beat Saber itself, so some of the same music is from Beat Saber, but they do have a lot of licensed music as well. So they do have artists like Nicki Minaj and fucking just like known rappers and artists and shit. It was like Post Malone. Kendrick Lamar, yeah, Post Lamone. Yeah. Post Post, Post Lamone. (laughs) Post Malone is in there. 
uh, and all that good shit. But yeah, so pretty much they have all these cool songs or whatever, and then and you're shooting these beats. What you're doing is you're you're shooting with your with your wands, right? You got the left one and the right one, the red gun and a blue gun, and the beat will come in. And as the beat hits, you gotta shoot it or whatever. You gotta shoot it at the right time. And it's made by the people who made like Guitar Hero, so they know they're pretty good about rhythm games or whatever. They know what they're doing, and um, it's fucking interesting, dude. How they pulled it off. It's a fun fucking game. You're just like sitting there and you're just shooting these fucking blocks. They're not blocks. They're like, little, they're like orbs, kind of. And then sometimes you have to shoot it and like follow it up or follow it down or follow it to the left or follow the arc to the right or to the left. Um, sometimes they they do the same thing as they do in Beat Saber, where in the campaign where uh, they tell you, okay, now you have to move your arms 600 meters. They hit me no, with that. They hit me with that yesterday, the other day when I was playing it. It's like, move your arms 700 meters. I'm like, oh, fuck, not you too, motherfucker. <laughs> or so what, like, were you shooting like a gangster or something? You like, got to pretty much just swing your fucking arms. Or even <laughs> whatever, you know, you got to just move your arms a lot or whatever as you're fucking yeah, shooting. You'll, you'll see these in Beat Saber Gunny. They yeah. were like my nightmare. They're I think worse. I had one the other day. It was like, I need to do like 900 yeah, meters. Yeah, 900 is the worst, dude. <laughs> like, what? I'm like, how? <laughs> And the, and the song's like really fast, so yeah. you're like swinging like a madman and just looking yeah. ridiculous. I'm 900 sure. is the fucking worst, but yeah, they got that in Attica as well, where you have to hit uh, certain fucking movements or whatever. Um, and there's like little, uh, there's a cool like thing where like you can, as you're shooting the guns or whatever, you know, like there's sometimes where just the red ones are coming in, so you're shooting with your left hand, but when you're doing that. You can press like the circle or the X face buttons on the move controllers, and the dude will start spinning the gun in his right hand, or he'll like drop the gun and it'll drop and it'll start dropping, and then you let the button go and it'll like gravitate back towards your fucking hand real quick. So you could do like tricks and shit to do like multipliers or combos. It like gives you like a little boost or whatever for for your combo, you know. So yeah. It gives you like extra points. So it's fucking pretty sick, dude. I checked it out. I can't remember if I downloaded it or if it was just, I just saw how much it was. But uh, another helpful tip, if you're playing alongside a friend or family member, you know, when they're playing Beat Saber, you know, just watch your, uh, where your head is. You know, you might get clocked. Yeah, you're going to get hit. Yeah. Definitely (laughs) want to stand back. Being right in the head. Yeah. Because they don't know what the fuck, where you're at or (laughs) they can't hear you or see you. So you're just swinging their fucking I was like, ouch. Those PlayStation Move controllers are really something. Yeah, it brings back memories of back in the uh, the Nintendo Wii days. I remember one time we were down the living room and we're doing the bowling. Oh yeah. And the person bowling was standing up, and people behind him were on the couch. And like one of my kids went to lean forward, and somebody was bowling, and they went to swing back and like smack them right in the face with the Wii controller. I'm like, yeah. I'm like busted their face open or something. I can't remember exactly, but. Something like that. I know my my fourteen year old likes to get up right by somebody when they're in the VR, and he'll like tap their shoulder or something like that. But I'm like, look, you're gonna get decked one of these times because <laughs> you know somebody's swinging, you know, playing Beat Saber or whatever, and you're trying to sneak in there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the game came with a. I think I bought the one that came with the season one pass, or this called the 2019 pass. Mm-hmm. So it added like 15 new songs to it. Which I don't know which the what songs they are, but I I just downloaded a bunch of them, and then there's a season two pass for this year, the 2020 pass I think for Audica. Um, so I like the way they're doing that with season pass instead of doing the music packs like uh, Beat Saber where they're charging you for different yeah. soundtracks. 
they're just giving you like a whole pass. Like, hey, pay us twenty bucks or fifteen bucks for this year. We'll give you like. And that's. I think the biggest downfall about Beat Saber is the soundtracks get old really fast. Yeah. Like you play them enough times, then you want more, and then you gotta pay these buy these packs. Or I think the Green oh, Day songs actually yeah. individually, and they're two dollars a piece. Which okay, yeah, two dollars for the. <laughs> you're talking a bunch. You're talking a lot of different artists, and you know, down the road, eventually, you're gonna have a, a lot more. I'm glad I have it on the PC where I can just mod it and just do whatever. I think I have like 600 songs right now, wow, so I can yeah. do like a custom song, and it just has these custom ones that are already in there. Yeah, I heard and that on top they, of that, uh, they added the Witcher play- songs. Oh, probably. I can just out. do a playlist. I could type in 80s. And it would give me all 80s music. It would, be, it would give me like 180 songs. Just like in Spotify. You just keep playing you know, Wham Toss all a day, coin huh? to your Witchers now. Boingo, boingo, and Wham. There you go. Toss a coin to your Witcher, Mayo. Go play that on fucking Beat, Beat Saber. Saber. Stream it. Yeah. Anyways, what else do you play, Mayo? That, that's about it for me. You know, I played a little bit of World War Z with all you guys and spent a lot of time on that. The only thing I can really add in World War Z, though, is I did find myself in long gaming sessions getting kind of tired of it. Like, I would I would be having a great time and I'd be with friends, but once you say, like, three or four hours in, it just becomes just shooting zombies after a while. I'm just kind of like, all right, it's time to change this up a little bit. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you guys felt that way or not, but... Because it's different environments, but it's just a lot of shooting. <laughs> yeah, so. it is. That's when it's time to turn up the difficulty, though. Yeah, that's when it is time to turn up the difficulty. Right? And, and, yeah. and everybody, needs, and you, that's where you work as a team, you know, and communicate and say, all right, do this, do that, you know. We did get here, to do the, the horde mode on there. I don't know if you guys have tried that yet or not. No. Where you have, like, uh, you put up defenses and you pretty much are in just one spot the whole time. And there's wave after wave. Like you, you clear the wave, and you get credits. And you run back, and you can buy more ammo. You buy like machine gun turrets or auto turrets, the electric fences, and you can put them down in spots. And you basically just have to last so long. And then like the wave will change where it comes from, and you'll have like a fence you'll have to protect, just like in the game. Like hey, you have to protect the helicopter and stuff yeah. like that. It'll give you a fence with a health, and you got to protect that fence. So you got to kind of shift your priorities toward that fence to protect in that fence and you just try to go as long as you can with a group of four people or whoever's with you and you know ai kind of an e-mode yeah i still i haven't tried that some i think pinpoint red would really like you know he he likes that horde mode like in uh uh gears 5 and stuff i think it's something that he would really like so he should check this out on game pass because i know it's on the xbox game pass that he should try at least a horde mode because i think he'd enjoy it no. Yeah, if he has inter- and again, yeah. let me emphasize on higher difficulties because just like a regular, it's just gonna be like, okay, this game seems plain, but turn that difficulty up, man. Work as a team; it's a ton of fun. Then it is almost like a gears on harder difficulties, but not as detailed, obviously. But that's and, it. And, yeah. Uh, what, what about you, Gun? Have you been playing yet? Anything else we didn't hit on? Uh, besides PlayStation, let me think here. Uh, there is, um, bu- 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 oh, I played that trial of A Plague Tale Innocence on Xbox today. Uh-huh. I think it's about 30 minutes. It just, it seems like you're just playing the opening portion of the game, uh, where you and your father and you play as this, I- I'm going to say she's a 16 year old girl. And <clears throat> without spoiling, like even like that portion of it, like, 
it seemed like a lot of like a almost like what game am I thinking of like Assassin's Creed type uh, gameplay where you know stealth mechanics you know just teaching you how to as you go through with your your little brother um, you know and how to get around enemies stealthily by you know throwing rocks at metal items so the enemies go towards it so which I think it's just trying to teach you that portion of it um, but overall I mean the game looked pretty good and it the story seems intriguing especially from what I watch from several different trailers uh, so once this game like gets down in price I think I'll I'll, I'll definitely be picking it up so because I want to learn more about you know like me as that 16 year old girl like my father and who my mother is um <clears throat> you know and and you know my brother as well so game seems pretty cool so mm. uh yeah i think it's like the demos out on everything um see the other game i've been playing a lot i know i texted jesus about this earlier was the outer worlds i've been playing it more and more like each time i'll sit down and actually play it for like two hours at a at a pop you know so i've mm. got my two companions unlocked now i've got my obviously parvati and felix um and so yeah the the game looks pretty damn good uh mm-hmm. i've made it now to rosewood which i i forgot what planet it's like on that same planet that you land on it's just a different like base section um and man talk about a well-written game uh, I, some of the dialogue is, is just hilarious where, you know, your choices of just, yeah, okay. Or I really don't care. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's almost like the same thing, but just with that smug answer. Um, and with like some of those missions where, you know, you go to Rosewood, you go to this planet, it's like, all right, you got to get this research, right? Go talk to this doctor. All right, let me go talk to the doctor first. Right. And then, or the scientist. And he's like, Hey, uh, yeah. So I left my my little sidekick, you know, he's, he's over at that, like the secret research base. So yeah, if you find him, you know, I just, well, what happened? Well, you know, shit got crazy and like these creatures came out and we just ran, you know, and you know, your like your options are just to either say, all right, fine, I'll go find him. Or you just abandoned him, you know, like he was a dog or something. <laughs> you know? Um, uh, again, with the great options, you know, and then like, as you talk more and more to him, you know, like about what research he was doing, you find out it was about like something like toothpaste or something, you know, it's just, it's just corny, uh, but not in like a borderlands way. It feels different, you know, a different kind of stupid corny, uh, you know, like the way, the way it's written, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I'm just like shooting lots of enemies going through the story, man. I know I'm definitely going to finish it. Um, uh, hopefully here before the end of the month. So so far it's like it's right up my alley. Just enjoy it. Have you been playing it more Jesus at all? No, I haven't, to be honest. Yeah. But. Yeah, so I want to get I definitely want to get more unlocked. I see I've got some kind of mech on my ship. <clears throat> and there's been references. I think his name is Sam. I don't know if he just kind of stays on the ship or if he cleans cleans the ship or whatever, but hopefully he he can be a companion as well. He can. Yeah. Uh, you have to find cool, a man. Way to uh, fix yeah, I like how you can give each enemy like different weapons and armor and stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah. So the only like I gave everybody like the ultimate armor that I found, you know, from enemies that I've killed, except for 
Parvati, I just didn't give her a helmet so I can tell the difference between her and Felix, you know, where I'm like, wait, who's who, you know, (laughs) Um, I'm using their abilities, you know, as I run into more enemies where I think they have to, you have to like see like where like your companion is right compared to that enemy that you can either press left on the D-pad for Parvati or right on the D-pad for Felix, right? Mm. And then they just kind of do their ultimate on him, whether it's like a drop kick or they come in with a hammer, you know, do like this ultimate hammer strike on him, uh, which is very helpful, especially when, you know, you're trying to fight multiple enemies at once. But, but like as that default, you know, they're still kind of fighting the enemies. Um, so, yeah, this game's a lot of fun. Nice. Picking up tons of stuff, you know. There's plenty of ammo in the game. There's never like a, a shortage of anything in, that I found. So, yeah, there's always ammo in the game. There's like so. ammo like everywhere. So it's like cool. Like I don't have to go search this stuff out. It feels like a mini Fallout game, you know, but just more modern, you know, well written. Nice. <sighs> Let's see. What else have I played? Oh, uh, one other game. I know that I brought this up earlier. Me and May were talking about it, you know, talking about games of the generation. It's a game I play, you know, again, every day or every other day. It's just a little bit of more Minecraft. So building my castle, man, it's my creative game. You know, besides my skinny skylines, I get into Minecraft and just chill, play some cool piano music and build away. So, yeah, that's all I've been playing, guys. That's awesome. Cool. All right. Well, it's news time. Let's get into the news, ladies and gentlemen of the week. Get into some PS5 news. PS5 DualShock (laughs) 5. Leak confirms one new feature we suspected was coming, Gunny. What did we know that was coming on the controller? Well, you remember how last week or a couple of weeks ago they unveiled the back button plug shit? The thing you plug into the bottom and it gives. I the thought that button. was fake when I first saw it. Well, apparently like, no, now. The PS5 is going to have back buttons. <laughs> okay. So yeah, they're going to add two more buttons to the back of the controller. Sweet. What do you think of that? I, I generally, I don't use them. Even with the Pro Controller. What Unless, if they're like mandatory? Like, I played what, more what, Battlefield, what, then I would use it. What if they're mandatory back buttons? Yeah, like a new set of buttons. Yeah. Uh, gonna... L3, R3 now, instead of... Wait, I'm old, be... guys. I can only no, wait, wait. L3, handle up so many buttons. L3, R3 is ready the thumbsticks. What if it's... L4, R4. You know what? There's, See, I'm a little worried now because, there are, like you said, I'm thinking ahead, there's games that are going to require it. They're going to put it in there. Yeah. New buttons, Gunny. Gotta get used I can't to it, bro. do gum and walk at the same time, so <laughs> don't expect me to be paying for these games that, <laughs> you know, that require all eight damn buttons on the PS4 controller now. <sighs> Them, no. Moving on to more news. Fortnite and FIFA 19 were the kings. Event game trading in 2019. Since players spent more money on both titles than on any other game over the last year. Says here uh, about 80% of all revenue earned from came from in-game free games transactions. Fortnite was the leader. Says here, Epic Games Battle Royale's Epic Games Battle Royale alone recorded revenues of 1.8 billion dollars across all platforms. 
In the paid premium category of games, FIFA 19 took first place with a cash generation of $786 million in microtransactions last year. Second place went to Call of Duty Modern Warfare with $645 million in microtransactions last year. And uh, so here's the top free-to-play games of 2019, followed by the top 10 premium games of 2019. So, of course, in the free-to-play category, the number one game that made the most revenue last year was Fortnite. Number two was Dungeon Fighter Online, which I don't know what the fuck that is. Number three is Honor of Kings. Number four, League of Legends. Number five, Candy Crush Saga, which is still crazy. That's number five. Holy it shit. is, isn't it? Six is Pokemon Go. Seven is Crossfire, which is coming to the Xbox this year, Crossfire X. Uh, number eight, Fate Grand Order. It's number eight. Number nine, Game for Peace, which is PUBG. Uh, but oh, it's yeah. In China. In China, right? It's known yeah. as Game for Peace. <laughs> <laughs> number 10, Last Shelter Survival. That's the top 10 free-to-play games of last year that made the most revenue in the world. Uh, wow. Here's the top 10 premium games. So premium means that they're paid for games, uh, so they're not free to play, I guess. FIFA 19, number one. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, number two. GTA 5 in the number three spot. It's crazy as fuck, too. Uh, FIFA 20. <laughs> Look at EA raking in all the money. <laughs> yeah. They get you to pay for the game, and then you still pay them for the game even more. Yeah. <laughs> even for last year's game. FIFA Gosh. 20 is still number four. Call of Duty Black Ops 4 is still number five. That $20 uh, watch. NBA 2K19, another EA title. Number it's six. Oh, yeah, that's a 2K title. So that's, no, that's a 2K title. NBA Live is the EA one. They got to cash in, too. Uh, the Division 2, Ubisoft, number 7. Rainbow Six Siege is number 8. Ubisoft once again. Borderlands 3 came in at number 9. And The Sims 4 came in at number 10. Back to EA. Back to EA. So there's three EA titles up there. That's wild. You know, I'm looking at these, like, well, when I look at, like, Sims 4, FIFA 2, I think crack, you know? Just, like, <laughs> that's what those are. But when I look at it, when I see the, they made a $1.8 billion, billion across all platforms. Jesus. <laughs> Holy cow. That's so much you, money. I know, but hey, what do you expect? It's like $20 a skin in Fortnite, so I think. So much but money. But my son is buying them. <laughs> you know, I'm like, holy to cow. To wrap your head around how much money that fucking is right there, dude. Holy shit. So much money on a free-to-play title. You know what I mean? Yeah. Amazing, Fuck, you know, and, and you look back and you see like there are different Star Wars events they do with Fortnite. Yeah, and no wonder they can afford to do those because each we'll pay you a hundred million to do of, this. But, <laughs> you know, to think a licensed thing like Star that, Wars, if anything, dude, in a game, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's fucking fucking. But, but when you're number one, you know, when you're you're yeah. Fortnite, you're like the star, you know. Then then of course, why not? You're the most known let's, game in the world. <laughs> Yeah, let's make money together, guys, you know? In other news... Disney got together with Epic. Respawn CEO is now taking over DICE LA, and they plan to change the studio name, and they are working on an unannounced game. That's right, Gunny. So Respawn Entertainment Ooh. CEO and co-founder Vincent Pella will be soon taking on a new role under the EA umbrella. He'll now be the head of DICE LA. The change will happen this year in 2020, and uh, Pella says that a studio name change... An unannounced game already in the cards. It says here, under Zampello, there are plans to expand and launch an original as yet unrevealed game. The company will remain separate from Respawn 
And Sampella says, likely we'll drop the dice name. So goodbye, Dice LA. That sucks. Um, it is unknown at the time what Dice LA will be renamed to. Um, so it's always been a support studio kind of for uh, the dice in Stockholm, Sweden. That's the main dice people. They're like the, they're like the king dice. LA dice was kind of like just a support team. Right. Um, that's where dice was originally founded was in Stockholm, Sweden. So. Their, I remember their that. main headquarters are there, so they'll still be around. Uh, Sampella says that the, the new studio name, he wants to give the developer a new image. We want people to say, this is a destination you can go and make new content. As for Respawn, Sampella is still the head of the studio. However, the three the different branches of the Respawn are now being overseen by different members of a leadership team. So, there you go. Pretty much, like, he's going to still be running. He could still call the shots over at Respawn, but... Now he has his own actual, like, separate, like, EA is like, yo, motherfucker, you done tw- two hits in a row. You got Apex out. You got motherfucking Star Wars out. Right? Yep. You, you've proven yourself, motherfucker. Pretty much. <laughs> you deserve the studio. Fix dice. <laughs> Here you go. We'll give you this shitty studio in L.A. that we don't know what the fuck to do with. We're going to close it anyways. Here you go. It's yours now. <laughs> So we'll see what he does. I wonder what he's working on. I wonder what he's what the fucking type of game he's making. Another shooter. How about that? <laughs> That's almost <laughs> hopefully a, it's like, good. A given. Uh, so here we go. The Golden Flute Four. The Flute of Immortality was made by a twelve-year-old Rick Brewster back in nineteen ninety-four. Gunny mm. says here Rick Brewster is the creator of freeware graphics editor Paint.net. But back in the early 90s, he was a precocious, young developer of video games. One of those games made when he was only 12 was The Golden Flute 4, The Flute of Immortality. Until recently, Brewster thought this game was gone forever. The only copy was given away to a cousin and then lost. But earlier this month, he saw Macaw, a streamer who specializes in retro games, playing it during a dive into obscure DOS game hosted on the Internet Archive. Though McCall wasn't super impressed by a lo-fi quest for glory made by a 12-year-old, Rooster was thrilled to see his work had somehow survived and been uploaded onto the internet. He's since explained a bit of the, the history behind the project in a tweet thread. So, that's yeah, fucking wild. Yeah, Think about is. that, dude. Mm-hmm. You made a game back when you were 12, you like, fucking lost it or whatever. That's and then you just have to stream. Some dude streaming <laughs> it. <laughs> Fucking crazy talk. You know what I mean? That's cool, though. That's a, that's a good feel-good story right there. You know, even if it was, like, one of his friends that were like, remember that game you always yeah. talked about? Yeah, shitty-ass you know, but... game you made, dude. Yeah, the crummy fucking... Yeah, shitty fucking game, game you fucking Shovel made. Shovelware game, whatever, yeah. <laughs> if you look at the screenshot, like, the name yeah. is all writ- written like a, like a 12-year-old. Yeah, like it's a 12-year-old. all kind of hard to read, scratched, <laughs> uh, scratched up, you know, kind of... <laughs> Yeah, like early, early PC, yeah. Uh, anyways, modders will bring Skyrim's beloved gaming grandma to the game this month. Says her Shirley Curry, the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim superfan, who is a little more mature than all of us, will come to the game as an NPC follower sometime very soon this year. Maybe even this month, Gunny. Curry is 83 years old and sometimes called the Gamer Grandma. And her love for the lore of Skyrim and the Elder Scrolls is as true as any fan of any age. But last year, Curry, in that unvarnished way that older people often put things, speculated that she would be 88 
if and when the Elder Scrolls 6 launches, and then it might be too late. So, you know, Elder Scrolls 6 was announced by Bethesda back in 2018, E3. Um, so, I mean, she thinks she might make it another five years. She might not. She doesn't know yet, you know. So she's worried you about that. Know. She worried. would tell me to buy that on PlayStation VR. Yeah. So, now a bunch of fans are getting together, and they're going to immortalize her into the game. So, there you go. So uh, That's a great community. Yeah, so pretty much they ended up writing a bunch of lines. So she's going to record for herself. She's going to record the lines, the voiceover that her character's going to do. And uh, so, yeah. They said that they pretty much took her same personality. They didn't change her personality in the game or nothing. She's the same type of person she's in real life. And um, so there you go. Yeah, that's amazing. That's fucking cool. That's, yeah. That's, that's that's cool for her family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna always be able to look at that, as long as the you know, as long as they download this shit or whatever. But <laughs> like, none of them are PC gamers. We don't play that <laughs> PC shit. <laughs> Fuck your PC, Grandma. We're not big steamers. <laughs> Xbox. And when I play this Xbox game, all the way. Shirt, no, I remember Shirley. Yeah, remember Shirley, guys. Our homegrown Shirley, the Grandma gamer. Anyways, moving on to more news. These are the biggest PC gaming predictions for the next decade. What the fuck is this? So look at these these crazy stories. So this this is one of the predictions right here. Riot becomes a new Blizzard. <laughs> They're fucking crazy. No way. How would Riot become the new Blizzard, guys? Yeah, I don't I don't see that one. I don't it's... see that one happening. Another one. Bioware fades away. Do you guys really think Bioware is done? I I think they could still come back. They still yeah, have one more card. To, their next game has you know, to be really good. They like, still have like one more chance, I feel like. They have such good will with the people that they have like one more chance. Like like if anything, if I was them, I would announce like a Mass Effect remaster or something. Just to like get a little bit more goodwill back, you know what I mean? Just, hey right. guys, hey guys, we're remastering the, the games that you guys love. Remember the games we made and you guys love so much? We're remastering all of them. They're coming to you, remastered. <laughs> on uh, one, one, one game to buy. They'll put yeah. all three Mass Effects in one disc or, yeah. or download and all Anyways, uh, It says here VR finally breaks through and VR becomes a thing. I could see that happening in the next 10 years. Yeah, I, I, I feel like right now it's even picking yeah. up because of the holidays and stuff. And oh, there's multiple people in my work that have picked it up. And they're like, oh, this is so cool. So you know, and they're, they're really impressed. Uh, ray tracing in 4K will become the new standard. No shit. Of course, that'll be the new standard. What stupid prediction that is. Uh, PC hardware advances will slow way down. So they're saying that PC won't like do the leaps that it did this last decade. Which I sort of agree with that. They're not going to do the crazy-ass leaps from, like, this last decade. But they're still going to be way more advanced from the beginning of the decade to the end. I mean, you're going to see some crazy differences by the time 2030 comes around. You know what I mean? Yeah. 2030 is going to come around. We're going to see some crazy shit in VR, I think. It's going to be all VR. <laughs> Fucking VR and augmented reality. And, uh, and it says here that the most popular game is from a genre we've never even heard of. And I agree... I think that honestly, uh, Facebook is, is something up their sleeve. I, I honestly think that they're trying to make the fucking Oasis from Ready Player One. I, there's something about it 
where I, it's just in my head where I think they've invested so much money in VR and Oculus and shit that like, yes, what else? What's the next step for Facebook? You can't sign. I mean, if you've already got most of the people in the world signed up to your social network, you've got to go to the next step. What's the next step? And that's putting them all together in a virtual fucking world so they could talk well, to I each other. A while back uh, on the Oculus Store, which is owned by Facebook, they had that Facebook world that's coming soon. It's going to be the fucking future, man. Something like and that. It's going to be a social app. Yeah. And it's going to be. And you know who can get that done right? Facebook, because you're already on Facebook. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And you've got to go to that next step because. You know, if you just stay, you, you just stay stagnant. a social network. You're gonna die off eventually. You know, like you, some right. other so social network. Be the next thing, right? Yeah. So, so they have to come be the next thing after that. Yeah. Which is yeah, like it's, you said, it's gonna be VR. It's called Facebook Horizon. Yeah. See, I, I just know they're working on a fucking Oasis, dude. They have to be working on it. There's gonna be but here's a thing, my, guys. I, I do kind of have a prediction where, you know, now that I have this PSVR. Oh, sure. Okay. And, you, you know, one of the things that. I might have brought this up with just Jonathan Hall at one time, but you know what I think Google and not so much their streaming service, but I always said like maybe uh, Tesla might have it, you know, which which they don't yet. But I was always thinking there's going to be that 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 next uh, maybe like something to do with the glasses, you know, instead of like an entire headset, you know, that might be years away. Where people might say, oh, I'm not going to buy this entire headset thing. You know, but they've got to integrate something into classes. That's that's my next prediction. Maybe in the next 10 years, I'd say. Uh, maybe not into glasses, but something's going to happen, dude. Something's going to happen. Apple, Apple, will, Apple will be the one that figures it out. Where they're going to make an eye contact or something that you can put in your fucking eyeball, and that's your phone. Yeah. Like, or, hey, you know, hey, hey. You know, you know how we can put your phone on your wrist, on your smartwatch, and you get your notifications? What if now we've invented this contact lens you can put on your eyeball? Or if you don't like contacts, we could, you can wear these glasses. It's cool. And uh, pretty much you'll get your notifications on your eyeball. And they're see-through. It doesn't distract you while you're driving. It knows when you're driving or whatever. We see what you see or whatever. And, uh, yeah, you can take fucking, you can see your messages privately. No one's going to see your messages ever again. Uh, all your shits come in in private. You see pictures, whatever you want to look at, the internet, on your right. eyeball. It's going to happen. It's going to fucking happen, dude. Yes. It's the next step. It's the logical step. But what the fuck else can you do at this point? And like you said, you said it, it could be like a like a context thing or just maybe something we see like in a sci-fi movie where it's just like a something that looks similar to like a like a motherboard with, you know, the wires running through it. And it's just like maybe a Star Trek thing. And you just put it like a sticker on the side of your temple. Inside you know, your head. Yeah, your maybe. Yeah, maybe near your eyes. Straight so, to your brain. Someone's going to figure it out. And I think certain. the ones that are going to figure it out, honey, is going to be Samsung and Apple. Yeah. Because they're You've the got... ones that will benefit the most from it. If Apple can come up with this and, and be the one that comes with, out with it and invents it and has a patent on it and they can sell that patent to other companies and shit. Dude, boom. Like, fuck, it's done. You know what I what I think? Uh, what's his name? Not Curry. What's the Apple guy? Tim, Tim Cook. Tim Cook, right? And I think you like you know like him and Google. These guys, they just hire like they the do that shit. They the got most crazy brilliant people. fucking engineers too. They got thousands of engineers that are crazy smart that can figure this shit out. They do. Yeah. <laughs> they will. I'm telling you, that's why I'm thinking Facebook is going to be create the uh, 
Oasis, and they soon we're gonna be walking around with the fucking notifications in our eyeballs. So when we're so when we're wearing our VR headsets in the Oasis, we're still gonna be able to read our text messages, dude. It's gonna pop up. Right, I can see like this hey. chick walking down the street, and it's like she's single. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's on Tinder, honey. <laughs> hey, she is. Let me, let me, let me. She's poke on her. Tinder, but not real life poker. I meant like, you poke. Know, <laughs> as in like press the button poke. Anyway, I'm going too far. My wife's so good. Your wife's gonna. Is she gonna see a shoe flying across the screen and hit Gunny in the head right now? <laughs> not like my kid did with the uh, the PSVR Move controller. Whack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to some more news. Let's give some stories here. Blah blah blah. Uh, what is this shit here at the end? Valve's canceled Portal prequel revealed for the first time. Okay, so they had a prequel to its 2007 game Portal, and it's been revealed for the first time. Wow. Uh, yeah, I put this in there. I I thought it was interesting. Hmm. Or maybe it was you, Mayo, that may have sent this to me. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I sent it to you. Wow. Right. What's the new What's the new Portal game called? Uh, Half Life. I know Portal or the VR game. Yeah, the VR game. Isn't it March Half-Life, or something? Half Life Alex. Yeah, yeah Alex. Yeah. Yeah, Alex. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty cool that it went to this developer, <clears throat> you know, and they got questions for Valve, you know, like, hey, well. Like, obviously, you were working on, like, a Portal 3 or something, you know? But, again, they're being, you know, they're choosing their words correctly, you know, by not, you know, spilling anything. <laughs> but it could have just been more stuff they were going to add to Portal 2, which is a mystery. Yeah, they're saying that this Portal or this prequel to Portal was going to be called Aperture Camera or something mm. like that. And uh, pretty much what it was, it wasn't like Portal, kind of, but they're saying that to solve the puzzles... You're gonna have this camera that you had, so that was your like main thing was this camera, and you would take a picture of an object and you can shrink the object or increase it in size to solve certain puzzles, and that was a whole mechanic behind the game. Instead of having like the portals, you had a camera that can like size things differently. So you take a picture of something and you can make that smaller or bigger. Yeah, so that's here why exactly Valve has given Lunchhouse permission to do this isn't a. Is it well, no, Lunchhouse is working on one of their new games. Lunchhouse is, is published is making a game for Valve, right? Called, called Hunt or yeah, whatever so it's called. Yeah, it, it makes Separate. sense why it makes sense how they had access to that file because somehow Valve fucked up and gave them access to that. So that's easily explained why they have access to that information. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool, kind of like how this how this even leaked. So. Uh, Hopefully we'll find out more Coming weeks Alright let's move on to the next piece of fucking news here Steam hardware survey gives us a glimpse Into the De- December gaming trends Says here Steam has published data Hardware data for the month of December In case you didn't know Steam does a hardware survey And records the changes in hardware Uses by gamers every month Since Steam is one of the most popular game applications in the world It's likely to give the best insights On what PC gamers are using so, says so we're moving on to the survey. Windows 10 says a massive drop in the share, bringing it to 61.9% from 74.23% last year. Surprisingly, Windows 7 gained 14% of the market, and they are now 33.4% of gamers that are gaming on PC are running Windows 7. Apart Which from is that, kind of surprising. yeah. 
Apart from that, all the versions of Windows saw a drop in the market share, but Windows overall still holds 96.86% of the market of gamers. Of course. Uh, the remaining is split between Linux and Mac OS, which Linux holds 0.67% of gamers, and Mac OS holds 2.47% respectively. DX12, on the other hand, saw a huge bump going from 17.8% to 34.7%. Coming to hardware... NVIDIA has now seen a huge bump in the market share and holds now holds 80.5% of the market share. The rest is now divided oh. among Intel, which is 7.5%, and AMD, which is 11.9%. That's fucking wild how little AMD has, you know, yeah. on the PC side, you know what I mean? Well, it's because AMD just now is surging again Catching for up. the longest time. Yeah. They were not relevant. Intel, however, is dominating when it comes to CPU with a usage of 83.79% market share. Moving to the VR, says here Windows Mixed Reality headsets dropped 0.02%, and they currently sit at 0.08% of the VR market. <laughs> the most popular <laughs> VR among Steam users is, of course, the Oculus Rift. Uh, Steam does have other interesting stats as well. And uh, so, yeah, let's go to their website and see some more stats here. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. All right, looking at their stats. So this, I don't know if you guys ever seen this survey, but they'll ask you if you want to take this survey, and it will scan your computer, and basically they see what hardware you're using, yeah. and it uploads it to their database, and they just kind of just see what everybody's using and see where you fit in that group. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So, um, yeah, I'm looking at uh, the processors on the PCs. Your headsets. 16% is AMD. And 83% is Intel. As far as VR headsets, the biggest one, of course, is... Which one is that? Wow. Uh, it's it's not weird. the Valve. It is you, you, what's, how do you say that? UA? UI? VR? UA? VR? Who, who way? I think, don't who they make way? refrigerators? They make cell phones and shit, don't they? Oh, okay. I think the ones that got banned by Trump and <laughs> shit. Yeah, they're from the China. The China one, yeah. Australia. They got banned by Trump or something in America, didn't they? <laughs> they're over the Pacific Islands. They have 30% and, uh, of the VR market. Obviously. Um, <clears throat> 32% is Oculus Rift. Um, and then right underneath that, the Oculus Rift S is 18% Mayo. Mm -hmm. Okay, Point. Mayo, why is, why is Valve Index, uh, what does it say, 18.4? But it's not even out yet, is it? No. Yeah, the, the, the index is out. It's been out for... Valve Index is 6.65%. It's probably been out for like eight months or so. It's just really expensive. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Yeah, it's fucking expensive. It's like $1,000. Crazy, yeah. 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 Like it's kind of neat how it breaks down like the uh, Intel CPU speeds from 3.3 gigahertz to 3.6. It's what uh, 21% of the users and yeah. stuff. And and the primary display resolution is still 1920 by 1080p. That's crazy, right? Well, I know some people that I talk to about like at work from different customers. Like, well, I play at the 1920 by 1080 at 144. I don't know whatever you know they're throwing out there, but you know, their refresh rate on their monitor or something, but they still prefer the 1080p. It's because it's easier to run. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? You right. buy a 1080p monitor, your PC can get higher frame rates with that, you know? I guess it makes sense as far as price, you know, when you look at some of the 144, you know, and I've got the 165, so I'm a little yeah, more and higher. Yeah, you can buy a 1080p monitor for way cheaper than you'd buy a 1440p one. Yeah, it is yeah. like, it could be a 100 or $300 difference, makes yeah. sense. And I think, too, is we, we probably are using the, the word gamer kind of loose. And, you know, this is anybody that has a Steam account that, that takes a yeah, survey. That's true, that's so true. this yeah. could be lower-end laptops. It can be kids with lower-end laptops. Oh, it, yes. It's, it's a wide variety of hardware you're looking at and a wide variety of PCs. <laughs> yeah, it's all standard, I notice. Video card, GeForce, GTX 1060. Yeah. You know, the speeds, 3.3 gigs to 3.69 gigs. Hmm. Did you see microphones? 99.99%? Yeah, microphones. Every fucking computer has a microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no shit. So next time when you're playing on PC, Jesus, and the guy's not talking to you, yeah. you know he's got a microphone. But hey, motherfucker, I know 99.9% .9 of you assholes have microphones out here. It says it right here. It's point zero <laughs> zero one. You should have it. Turn it on, bitch. Oh, man. And free hard drive space, Gunny. You were in this group. You had 100 gig to 249 gig. 22% of the people out there only have that much room left. Damn. Okay. But now you're in that 62% that has above one terabyte. I did. Yeah. I could definitely up my game with that. That link that you provided in the Discord group too, with the two terabytes. Mm -hmm. oh, but again, I held back because I'm thinking motherboard first. Yeah, but I already know it's going to come with that two terabyte, right? I'm going to go all out. And then he's moving on to more news. Um, Witcher Three apparently is going to gain a patch soon on the Switch. This may be a to allow you to disable anti-aliasing, which can increase the frame rate closer to 60. In other news, Untitled Goose Game, Untitled Goose Game, has sold one million copies as of a week ago. Cool. That's funny. You know. <laughs> and another big news, Gunny, Red Dead Redemption 2 has now been listed for the Nintendo Switch. You know, I saw that and. <laughs> The, oh the people that I follow on it's Twitter. It's going to run at 10 frames a second. How the fuck are they going to do this? It's going to be like cartoon graphics. It's going to be fucking like Woody from fucking Toy Story as <laughs> Arthur Morgan. Yeah. You remember the memes <laughs> when they came out on low settings on PC versus Ultra? <laughs> it's going to be worse. It's going to show Lego, the Lego horse. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking oh, like grass, shit. right? Or hair. Oh, like, my how's God. The, it's going to be so What's the tech going to be on that? Jesus, it's going to be so bad. Wow. Well, anyways. But it coming. doesn't surprise... You know, I think I even responded to somebody on Twitter that it doesn't surprise me anymore that, you know, what's Switch. not coming Switch is so you know? big. Switch is... Because they got such a market share now. They, they've outsold the Xbox One, dude. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they're that close to it. You know, they're, they're going to outsell the Xbox One this year, so... No, right, so we'll be... Yeah. Didn't they already pass them? Yeah, I think they yeah, did. Yeah, they did pass them at the beginning yeah. of December. Yeah. You know, remember before, like even, you know, like last year, they were like, we, can we get a Fortnite on this thing? Oh, we don't know. You know, so they, I mean, whether where there's a will, there's a way, right? And, yeah. and when you have money, you know, like Nintendo and yeah, they'll, they'll get yeah, it on there. Nintendo money. <laughs> Nintendo money. Even like Capcom, they put, uh, 
uh, was it Monster Hunter? But it was like a different version. But they're calling it Monster Hunter, just like the one that came out, you know, last year. So, or two years, whatever it's been. But they're like, yeah, we're going to get a Monster Hunter game on here either way. You know, and then it certainly paid off with their, you know, their exclusives. Hmm. You know, with their Pokemons and stuff. All right. Selling like hotcakes. Anyway, it's time to move on to community question of the week. So last week, ladies and gentlemen, oh, wait a minute. You want to do your console bullshit first? I want to do the console corner real quick because uh, this is the console corner. I love consoles, right? I'm the Xbot. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the Sony pony. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, no. Orbit gold. So for your PlayStation Plus games for the month of January 2020, you've got the Nathan Drake Collection. Oh, that includes actually actually pretty Um, good among thieves, which I believe I played that on PS3 uh, and Drake's deception. So, yeah, basically you get you're getting four games this month. So besides the Nathan Drake collection, you're also getting a dumb game. It's called Goat Simulator. (sighs) Boring. Dumb. Yeah, it's been free on other platforms and been free forever. If you're if you're if you're twelve, I say get this. Really, did they already just... give us this game for free like last year? It feels like they did. I, well, I think it might have came. Oh wait, that was on Xbox. That was on Xbox. Okay, okay. Game yeah. probably said get this. We're trying to get rid of this thing digitally, even. Yeah. What's that. Now moving over to the popular Xbox. For your Xbox One game, you get sticks, shards of darkness. Uh, I don't think I've played any of the Sticks games. Oh. And oh, oh, so you get two games for the Xbox One. You also get Jurassic World Evolution. Get that shit, yo! Get so that shit. So not only is that also, this is the one that's also on Game Pass. So yeah, Game Pass, claim it for free for your games with gold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then for your backwards compatibility game from your Xbox 360, Tekken Six. Tekken. Right. Tekken Six. So three games, yeah. A lot of games this month. Cool. Uh, moving over to the PC and the Evil Epic Store. Uh, there's been a lot of give- games that have gone on this holidays that were free. Oh, every day they're giving a free game. Not going to yeah. name them all off, but you do get, uh, which this goes all the way through the 9th, so if you're listening, through January 9th, Darksiders War Mastered Edition. And also, Darksiders 2. Yeah. As well as Steep. That's that snowboarding Ubisoft game. Cool. Yeah, it's another another three games from Epic. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention, guys, was uh, I think I may have saw this article, and I haven't claimed my games yet, which is for Twitch Prime members. So if you go to your... Go onto the PC, probably just go onto your, uh, your Google Chrome uh, for your Twitch Prime, and or just get the app for Twitch Prime. And you get 10 free games this month. I'm just going to name off all 10 of those, starting with Dandara. Arnakute, if I pronounce that correctly. Kingdom New Lands. A Normal Lost Phone. Splasher. Enter the Gungeon. Ape Out. Witch Eye. Gato Roboto. And heave ho! There you go, guys. I, I only know two of I those know games. I know three of yeah. those games. Know about three of them. Else. What the fuck? 
<laughs> the other seven fucking games, I have no idea, but cool, I guess. Yeah, so, you know, just, I'm, I, I got, like, 25 games already on my Twitch Prime. Into the Gungeon stands out in that group to me. That game's a pretty good game. Into the Gungeon and Ape Out stand out to me as well as Kingdom New Lands, but <laughs> besides all Both that them shit. Both of yeah, them are in oh, game, so. Yeah, Ape Out's a cool game. Somebody in the community asked for us to play it, and I did play it. Ryan, I enjoyed it, and it seemed difficult. <laughs> I think Ryan asked us to play it. Yeah, and I did play that. It's more that top-down where you play as this ape, basically, and you're just taking dudes and punching them in the face and destroying them. Uh, yeah, it's it's very top-down. I, I don't like that camera for some reason. <clears throat> but it's pretty cool when you walk around a corner, you can take a guy, you know, and he's got a shotgun, and you pick him up. And now he's, like, just shooting the shotgun wildly, you know? So you pick him up, and you'll just point him to where the other guard is, right? And he takes him out. Then you just toss him into him. So it's almost like a double whammy. Cool. But I don't know. I can't get past that first level. I'm still still picking away at it. So, again, that's on Xbox Game Pass. Anyways. Moving on now to community question of the week. Last week, or a couple weeks ago, actually, when we last did the show, we had a question for you, ladies and gentlemen. What was the question, Mayo? Yeah, you asked this question. Um, Actually, it was Jesus' question, but it was top five games of the decade, or, or just their top game if they couldn't think of five. Yeah. But we wanted to know their top five or their number one game of the decade. All right. And I'll start off first here with Marcos Vega. Marcos Vega. He's, these are his, this is top five games of the decade, of the last decade, 2010 to 2020. Red Dead Redemption 2, of course, number oh. one on the list there. Oh, yeah. Forza Horizon 3, that's interesting. Wow, I don't know why that wasn't mine, but okay. Gears of War 4, nice. Grand Theft Auto 5 and Batman Arkham City, all awesome fucking games. Fuck yeah. What about you read Joel's list there, Gunny? So, Joel Sebring, uh, his top... Well, he's got four here. So, mm. I'll start off with The Witcher 3. Nice. That game's amazing. Resident Evil 2 Remake. That was on a lot of top ten lists in 2019. Undertale. And Mass Effect 2. Yeah, there you go. It's one of mine, Joel. Mm. Mass Effect 2 is amazing. Maybe you want to read off Mojo Red? Yeah, good old, good old Mojo chiming in here. You know, he... Uh, He's picking uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, we got some Rainbow Six Siege action going on. Sick. Yep. Um, you guys, you PlayStation guys, we're going to be happy for this one of Spider-Man. Fuck Ooh, yeah, yeah, that game's incredible, dude. I played yeah, a little bit. Play talk more about it next week. Oh, man. I have it. I have it. So good. So he's, I'll talk about it next week. He, he's going to some more Forza Horizon, but he's doing Forza Horizon 4. Oh, okay. you know what, Mojo? I'm sorry. Uh... Uh, Horizon 3. So I'm going with uh, Marco on that one. <laughs> Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> and last list? last least, he has Sea of Thieves. Of course he does. He's fucking British. He loves the Sea of Thieves. The British... Oh, I might. Oh, I might. Yeah. <laughs> I might. Everybody <laughs> I jump on with. <laughs> He's not really British. But I'm always... He sounds yep. British to me when he speaks English. <clears throat> he has a British accent. He's Welsh. Yeah. 
but he lives in France. Lives in France, right? Yeah, he moved, did he say he moved back to France? I don't know. You know what, Mojo? We're get, just giving you a hard time. Mojo, we, we know you. you moved back to France because I saw your Facebook status. You're like, I'm moving back to France. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Mojo, Mojo. I my new Facebook name. So <laughs> I'm Mojo. I'm moving back to France. <laughs> I take the train under the water. <laughs> Oh my God. We're just giving you shit. We love our French listeners. <laughs> uh, speaking of French listeners, fucking Ryan Gibson and his Canadian Whoa. ass. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, eh? Poutine eating. <laughs> Poutine eating huh? French speaking Ryan Gibson <laughs> has his list. <laughs> of course, number one, people. No surprise here, eh? Oh, sorry, eh? Pinball FX3. Of course. Stupid Ooh, list. Oh, I got the new tables to play. Stupid list Ryan made here. Dead Cells, number two. That's a good game. <laughs> Diablo 3 at number three. Borderlands 3 at number four. Ooh. And God of War 2018, number yeah. five. Wow, I'm surprised he like put that up there as... Wow, that game, he must have really liked that game. I want to know, uh, Ryan, from you... I think I'll just I'll, I'll probably message you later. Why not Borderlands Two? What's what is it about Three that's better than yeah, Borderlands Two? I want to know. Well, not that I'm saying I'm not saying either way which one's better, but well, I want to know the sorry, difference. Eh? All right, so we've got the next one we got from Brandon Rob, and how many does? Oh, okay, so he's got five here. Starting mm-hmm. off with The Witcher Three, a lot of Witcher Three in here. Witcher Three is good. You've oh that Blood and Wine DLC, my gosh! Like I'm afraid to play it. You know, I'll probably skip a couple days of work. Um, <laughs> GTA Five, great game. Sky, Skyrim VR. VR, Brandon. see, told you, Gunny, gotta get that yeah. VR, bro. Man, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, yeah. and Stardew Valley. I never played Stardew Valley. It's downloaded on a couple different platforms. Brandon Rob, I like that list the most right now. Him and Mojo's. <laughs> that is a good list. Mojo's yeah. list and his list are my my two favorite lists right now. They're, they're great lists. Best list, great list, the best. You know, and I'm looking at I uh. So if we want to go, okay, we've got more. We've got more here. Mayo, next Mayo, go Mayo. Oh. What do we got? Dirty bite. All right, we get to cover dirty bite. You know, we got Christopher Dirty Bite Morris over here, and he has uh, Halo ODST mm-hmm. as number one. And then right after it, we have some Skyrim action going on again. Nice. And then some good old Fallout 76. What? what? Top what? three? What? Are Do you what serious? now? Of the decade here. The fuck? Has he been talking <laughs> to Eric? <laughs> He's been Eric playing with like, fucking Eric. Here's another one. It's Red Faction Gorilla. Yeah. I, I like that game. That was probably my I'm favorite. That was games. that was a fun Red Faction game. The yeah. the destructible environment was really cool. I remember playing the that first one. That was probably the PC. best Red Faction game. Let's be real here. Hey guys, remember I talked about playing the remastered edition? It hmm. still felt pretty good. It didn't look the greatest, but you just feel like you connect with that hammer into somebody's face Dope. or some some wall. You know, it's just yeah. Ah, it is a great game. And last but not least, some good old XCOM two action. There you go. Nice. I play that periodically on Xbox. XCOM 2 is the shit. Anyways, moving on now to Miss Alyssa White, our friend Sean's lady friend. Hello, Alyssa. This is her list. 
She put it number one. The Last of Us, which is a Ellie. fucking amazing game. Phenomenal game, dude. If you've never played The Last of Us, you're missing out on an amazing fucking game. The Witcher 3 at number two, which is... Of course. Of course. Toss a coin to your Witcher, people. Mass Effect 2 at number three. Fucking Listen, you're a gamer. Game. I can tell. Oh, yeah, she is. She... She's a badass game. Look at that. These fucking games are all legit. Tomb Raider reboot. Fuck yeah. yeah. And Skyrim at number five. Dude, that list is the shit right there. That's like That is a good list, you, Alyssa. The last five games on Earth, if you had that list, you'd be set. You'd be set. You need more games. There's some long games in that list, too. Yeah. You know, The Witcher 3 and, and Mass Effect 2 is a long game. Skyrim. Skyrim. Fuck yeah, you'd be set for life. The last five games ever. <laughs> Just take those. <laughs> I think I would only change Tomb Raider if it was like, if Alyssa said, here, take yeah. my list. And then uh, not that I hated the, the reboot on of the island. 2016, was it? It was cool, but uh, I think I equally enjoyed 16s and the current one. Oh, yeah, they're all good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Bryce, Bryce McDonald, here's his list. First one, Skyrim, obviously. Resident Evil 2 Remake. Cool. I need to finish that game. I'm right at the end. I need it's to get been, Eric to help me. It would be really good if you put it on his top ten of the decade. That's crazy. Yeah. The Last of Us, obviously. Okay. Breath of the Wild. And Bioshock Infinite, yes. That's Dude, a great Bioshock game. is a fucking great game. People forget about wow. that game that game was good i think i've completed it twice i went back and played that on the 360 three years after the xbox one came out i was like no i'm gonna finish this game <laughs> that game was really good though it played was awesome. 1080p. all right next one all right we're gonna keep on moving on to good old our buddy ghost nico my my mech warrior buddy over here all right his number one is red dead redemption 2 dope there's more big ones the witcher 3 Nice. Yeah. I feel responsible for this next one. Portal Bro, 2. Bro, I introduced they just played it like two two. weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, like, I introduced it to him like a month and a half ago. Because wow. This game of the decade. He comes back to me and he's like, I picked up MechWarrior 5 and I can't stop playing Portal 2. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, dude. I told you it's a good game. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, uh, Portal 2. Number four is Battletech, which is the, the XCOM style mech type battle game. It's kind of yeah. in the Mech Warrior universe. You know, I, I eh. I've been uh, talking to Ghost a little bit in the discords, so I'll probably also include some of that Battletech talk, since he knows a lot yeah. more about it. Yeah, he loves Battletech. Yes, and we me, him and I played together a little bit, so we talked about it before. And then this last one, number five, is already Mech Warrior Five. Wow. Oh game it just came out all right so, a quick climb but he was playing the beta forever i think he was playing like in the alpha or some shit forever like for months or like some shit like that yeah i think so he was playing forever anyways next on the list here dr doom dr doom has five games on his list number one on his list witcher three nice yeah skyrim mass effect two Yes. Master of Orion. Never heard of that game. What is Master I think that I, is a I've four heard of the last strategy one. game. It's a PC 4X strategy game. Mm. Last on the list, Wing Commander Privateer. I, I think, are those old EA games? Wing the Wing Commander? or um, They might be. 
I can't might be remember. an early EA game. Yeah. I think they were early EA. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, next one from Veterholic is number one is Witcher 3. Number two, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, so I don't know if he means the first one or second yeah, one. Yeah, I'm assuming he means the first one. Yeah. Number three is Dead Cells. Number four, GTA 5. Nice. And number five, God of War. Good list, Veterholic. Let's no, see. That's all we have on our document. Any more we want to mention? Uh, let me see. Oh, you know, I saw one. Where is it at? Here it is. Let me just bring it up seen, here. Seen a lot of Skyrim. Seen a lot of Witcher Three and a lot of Red Dead Two. Yeah. Some some mainstays there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Skyrim. It's it's a big game. That game. I feel like that game was the first big game of the decade that we got that was like holy shit this is wild this is crazy you know what i mean and i think that was probably the most successful elder scrolls game they've ever made whereas it got to the masses where i feel like the older ones were kind of like more like it didn't get to the masses like skyrim did you know what i mean i fucking know people that played skyrim that never played any other fucking game in their life <laughs> you know what i mean look at, yeah look mm-hmm. at gamer grandma <laughs> the 83 year old lady playing skyrim you know what i mean like that's how p- fucking like that game resonated with so many people like that don't even game that much. It's it's fucking crazy. Yeah, I have fond memories like when I think of Skyrim, you know, I always talk about White Run, you know, making mead, stealing mead, going to uh, <laughs> what is it just north of White Run where you go? Kind of near the beginning where you go to that. <clears throat> you go to this castle and it's like this library. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know right, and about. I think that just like blew me away. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, there's so dude. much freaking lore here to read, you know. And I started reading some of the books, and yeah, amazing. In our, uh, in our list, Jesus, you'll be surprised to find that our buddy Jonathan Hall, Mister Pinpoint Red, guess yeah. what his game of the decade is? He lists one. <laughs> I know, I saw that. Let me I'm guess, like, Titanfall. You know I wasn't gonna read it, John. <laughs> Titanfall, Titanfall two. Titanfall two. <laughs> Where's the Gears of War, John? You could have added more party. <laughs> he was probably baked out of his money. Oh, guys, best game ever made. He's got. He's over there drinking his fermented. Drinking his fucking juice. kombucha, all fucking baked out of his mind. Three in the morning, sitting there meditating with One his kombucha. One game, man. One game. Titanfall <laughs> Can't think of he, any others. He'd be the only person that put Titanfall 2 as his big game of the decade. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking um, Jonathan. Geez, another one so... I see that's surprising in the list is uh, Daniel Taylor. His list, he has, uh, I don't know if it's in order, but his first one is Planet Side 2. Wow. Final Fantasy 14. Damn. Link's Awakening, the remake. Yep. This is the one that surprises me. Satisfactory. That, that wow. one is a copy. And I watched a little bit of that GTA today. That's wild. He said in no specific order. That's a weird list. That's like a very different, like a very different type list. You know, like it goes from like one spectrum to the other. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like <laughs> from fucking shooting people in GTA Five to fucking, you know, satisfactory. We're just fucking building like lines of fucking barrels. I could. That's something I can get lost in. I was watching a buddy <laughs> play it today. All right. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have some more things for you 
Uh, so we already did. We give out the new question for the week. I uh, pull it out on the Facebook right. and in the Discord. So, uh, what are the questions of the week? All right. So our question of the week. I mean, let's go back to the upward word. It says, "What will be your guys's gaming New Year's resolution be?" So, if you have a, if you do resolutions or not, give us your gaming resolution for the year. All right, there you go. All right, you know, and I also wanted to mention there were a lot more comments uh, from people, so we just didn't go through the entire list, but we appreciate it. Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. we may we may use those also in the future, maybe next week. I love I love the uh, the creativity and and just everybody chiming in, getting a lot of you know members that don't really speak up in the group and stuff very often, and it's nice getting to hear from them. And... Yeah, it's nice getting to hear from from people, right? Like the group is big, <laughs> it's a lot of people in there, but a lot of times we hear only questions from certain people, or you know, it's, it's nice to switch things around too, and I have to answer questions every week. <laughs> so this will give you a chance to have a voice and give us some of your answers, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of miss like I'm looking for the for the questions here. Like I feel like we're missing a part of our normal show. What do you mean? I mean, as far as like uh, community questions, you know, it's just stuff that we've had from the norm, and I'm just like, okay, where is it on our document that I need to find to ask, start asking questions? So it was kind of a nice change to actually go through and read people's list top five games of this generation. Hmm. Yeah. Do you think, do you think uh, Pinpoint's New Year's resolution is to be HTP in some kind of event? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. probably, probably beat us at something. Like, hey, I'm going to beat them at something, these motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, shit. Fucking, yeah. Anyways, might be. I don't know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, but real quick, I have some stats for you for this year. And, um, well, uh, give me some stats here, Gunny. All right. So, I mean, 2019 was a, a big year for us. It was our, our fucking fifth year as a podcast. My fifth year, Mayo's first year, Gunny's, I don't know, how many years have you been with me, Gunny? I want to say three. <laughs> so, Gunny's been here for a while, people. <laughs> He's a new You know, I've been host. a guest from the beginning. Well, not so much the very beginning, but, yeah. you know, the first year I was on. Definitely. As and, a guest. Um, so, yeah, we, we, you know, we want to thank everyone out there that listens to us and everyone out there that supported us on Patreon. Um Anyways, give you some stats real quick. So I got Spotify stats real quick, Gunny. My year wrapped up in Spotify as a podcaster, or as a podcast. We got our number one show on Spotify on 2019 that was listened to was number show number 273 called Confused. <laughs> that <laughs> no, was probably what kind me. of fucking title that is, but it's called yeah. Confused. Confused. <laughs> Number two episode listened to on Spotify was Podcast Warfare. And that's number 280. And number 277 came in at number three at Spooktober. Was our, oh, nice. Recent. Our third most listened to episode of 2019 on Spotify. Uh, since last year, we've done 
our, our hours of podcasting has increased by 619 <laughs> percent yeah listeners I would agree. up by 32 percent followers up by 215 percent streams 192 percent so as how many more listeners we got this year on spotify I'm not sure when we got on Spotify, if it was this year or the year before. But it was I think it was this year that we I were. I think it was this year also. You were. Yeah. Early <clears throat> this year, right? So, yeah. Anyways, from. Uh, a lot of more room to from, grow from on Spotify. It says here, from Argentina to Taiwan, we've connected with fans in over 25 countries. So 25 countries listen to us on Spotify. That's awesome. That's a cool stat there. And pretty much. We produced 51 episodes on Spotify this year. Um, so that's like an episode a week, right? It's <laughs> just about we missed last week. So yeah, 51 episodes and 9.2 thousand minutes of podcasting time. 9.2 thousand. So how many minutes is that? How many hours is that, Mayo? How many thousand was it? 9.2. 9. Your calculator out here. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of minutes, you know. I was speaking to Jesus. We were talking earlier about, you know, just how we're on weekly, but we missed last week, you know, due to circumstances. But you know, I think it's just the amount of time that we put in, you know, that we're mostly proud of. Yeah, I'd say. Just just the nine thousand. look at that. Minutes is hundred and fifty hours. So we're a little over 150 hours of podcasting time you got to listen to us the last year, people. And that's just on Spotify. I mean, overall, in our other, in our main, you know, podcast platform, Podbean or whatever, our host, you know, we've got thousands of downloads last year, almost 40,000 downloads last year. Um, that's, that's how many listeners clicked play on our show last year. Big shout out to uh, California, came in at number one. State, yeah, West Coast, baby, listeners around the country, San Diego. But uh, hey, 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 East Coast is doing it pretty big too. New York came in number two for the states listening to us last year. Um, in Canada, I want to give a big shout out to our listeners out in Ontario. Ontario, they came in at number one. That's right, number one, motherfucker. Right, Gibson out there representing. And, uh, in Australia, give, give a big shout out to our listeners out in New South Wales. You guys came in at number one in your region for listeners in Australia. My heart goes out to those in Australia with the sure. wildfires. Crazy fucking fires out there. Um, but yeah, overall around the world, of course, United States came in at number one. Shout out to the United Kingdom. You guys came in at number two for listeners in the world. Canada came in at number three. Australia, number four. The Netherlands... Number five. So thank you all and the people in the Netherlands listening to us. You know, looking at all these numbers, to you it might just be numbers or whatever, but to us it means a lot. It means that people are actually listening <laughs> and paying attention around the world. You know what I mean? That's a big deal. To me it is. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, same here. It, it's cool to know that people actually listen around the world and, and that people give a fuck. You know, you guys download this every week. And whether you're a Patreon or not, we still appreciate you, you know. Just appreciate the Patreons just a little more, right, Gunny? Mm. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Um, no, really, Thank it's, all you guys. It's, it's really, it, when I look at those numbers, you know, when I physically see those, and I think, yeah, people are actually listening to what we say. That's right. That's amazing. That's why we continue to do this show. Yeah. That's why I'm here. No kidding. And um, as far as people on, on Stitcher though 
need you guys to finish our show more often. <laughs> says here that about half of you quit listening to our show about 50% of the way through. I don't know if it's because it's too long or what the fuck. But you guys need to listen to the show all the way through at once. Remember to listen to the other half. Thank you. <laughs> don't forget. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But shout out to the Android people on Stitcher. You guys are 65% of the users there. 33% of you are iOS. And, um, but yeah, I mean. We need more Apple listeners. Apple is quite a bit, man. I mean, you'd be surprised. Every month on Apple, we get like minimum 200 hours listened to. So, like, I mean, last month, it was the lowest one we had of the year. It was 283 hours listened to on Apple. But before that, on November, we had 419 hours of listening time. Uh, October, 478 hours, 331 in September. Um, it's never, like, usually below 300. It's always above 300, 350s for listening time. So... Shout out to our people listening on Apple devices. You guys are fucking dedicated. <laughs> yes, we love Apple because I'm, I'm an Apple, Apple iPad, iOS yeah, lover America. who had yeah. that Android for like a month. <laughs> right, Mayo? Shame on you. Yeah. Shame on <laughs> I you. I tried it. It was horrible. So I went back. But yeah, so just thank you guys for last year. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being awesome people. Thank you for... I joke. Thank you for the Player FM people, dude. Player FM. Yes. Like, I'm surprised I it up lately. how many fucking people are on Player, player, player Somebody FM. Somebody in the community have pointed it out, and I do like to go to Player FM every so often. And, yeah, there's I th- there's a way to look it up. Yeah, there is. Because it actually just goes right on there without logging in. Uh, let's see. So if we go to the oh, Horrible Gamers... Where are you, horrible gamers? There you are. There's horribly awkward, <laughs> right below it. <laughs> nice. Let's see. And so it shows 2,288 subscribers. Thank you very much for those that listen on Player FM. You know who you are. Yeah, you guys are. We dope. appreciate. You. Yeah, we're like still one of the top ten or top eleven shows on there. You know, for like discovered. You know, for video games. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> so that's uh. We appreciate your feedback. If you have any, just come to, come join us on our Facebook group or uh, request to be put on the Discord. I know it's like a temporary link on the Discord. It's a little weird, but if you have Discord, you can get it on your phone, your iPad, your Google devices, yeah. on your laptops and your PCs. We should have a permanent link on the show notes. Is, does that work? Does a permanent yeah. link work? Yeah. It should set to not expire, so they shouldn't be... Yeah, should yeah. be able to get right in the Discord. I always put it in the show notes there. I, I should have that one set to non expire. Okay, so there is something that does exist. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, just reach out to us. We have an email but yeah. and Twitter. Thank you guys for listening. And, and, yeah, man, like, that's fucking wild to me that we got that many people on Player FM subscribe. That's a lot of fucking people. If you think about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> So we get we get together every week and just somehow figure this shit out. It's quite a bit, you know. Doing pretty good, I feel like. Shout out to Ryan for being on the show, sort of. Shout out He'll to, be here next week. That's what he said. He said I'll be here next week. We look out, forward to it. Shout out. What about Eric? Eric? Is he set up? Is he coming on? Eric's Who's coming, coming on, on next, next week? week? We got the Blaze Experience coming on next week as well as Eric. a special guest to argue with us. 
And uh, yeah, oh, <laughs> special man. show, special been... game of the year show. This is it, people. Game of the year next week. Make sure you fill out the surveys that I put out. I keep sharing it on our page on Facebook. I've shared it. Uh, I need to share it. We should share it on Twitter, Gunny. Click that link and share it on Twitter, that, that survey thing. Yes. On our page, sure. our Twitter sure. account. Uh, Discord, we need to share it on there as well. But I've been sharing it like a lot on Facebook. Like oh, Every week I try to put it on there at least once or twice. Yeah, keep refreshing it. Just reminds everybody to fill them out. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyways, people. Where do we find you, Jesus? Find me playing games on Xbox later this year. Jesus walks a lot. Cool. That's where you find me. I'm on that Xbox under Gunny Chief. I'm an X-Bot. I'm on that PlayStation HTP space underscore. Ah, I know I forgot. HTP underscore Gunny. Sure. (laughs) <laughs> okay. oh man the, the, the NyQuil's kicking in here folks find me on the Steam Machines Gunny Chief right. on Epic Gunny Chief we'll play some World War Z on there where do we find you Mayo alright you're gonna find me as the Mayo 1 on Steam Origin Epic you know that new Almighty Epic store mm. you know, get yeah. when you buy all your new games there. now your you Mech Warriors and much... Fortnite and yeah you can find me everywhere as the Mayo One, except for in Discord. You just gonna find me as the Mayo. So, come on over, say hi. Nice, nice. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, peace out, Brussels sprouts. We'll see you on the next edition of the Horrible Gamers Podcast. Next week, game of the year. It's here. We're done. Fucking game of We're doing the it. year, Gunny. Game of the motherfucking year. Yeah. Post it on your calendars. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye, people. Bye. Enjoy your commute. Back to school, kids. Back to school. Back to school. Back to school, teachers. Bye.